Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with classmates from my high school of Wissahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Full disclosure, I am fresh off of a little Hanukkah party with the family. It is Sunday night. I had a lot of pressure to come out into the city and see the the miracle on 13th Street, uh, Christmas lights. And um, because I'm dedicated to doing this podcast every other Monday, I couldn't do it. I had to make sure that this podcast came out. Uh, if I was a little bit more together with my shit, maybe I would have recorded this. A few days ago, but I really believe in making these things as current as possible. And so here I am on a Sunday night, uh, first night of Hanukkah, and um, I had a few drinks with the fam, but here I am. And uh, this is what I want to be doing. So I hope that uh, everyone that celebrates uh, is, is enjoying their, their holiday season. And it's super relevant because my guest is Ryan Dunn, who happens to be both Jewish and Irish Catholic. And so the conversation that Ryan and I had is three hours long. I thought it would be a great idea to release this on both Hanukkah and Christmas. And so part two of this interview will be out on Christmas Day. Real quick, I got to thank Christian Warren for the last two episodes, another two-parter. I don't know if this is something that's going to keep going as far as two-parters. Some of these conversations end up being very long. Um, I would love to hear everyone's feedback on whether you guys prefer two-parters, um, one really long episode, um, how often you'd like to have uh, a two-parter come out. Part two is going to come out in two days. Uh, is that something that you like? Just bang, bang. I'm always trying to evaluate how people are consuming the shows. I know a lot of people are gobbling these up in in almost Game of Thrones style, uh, heavy binging on Monday mornings. Uh, some people are going on long road trips and listening to five or six episodes at a time. Um, so however you guys are consuming them, I'm super happy. I just want to be able to provide this in the way that makes sense for the majority. So thank you to everyone that sends me feedback on an almost weekly basis. I appreciate all the feedback. Uh, The social media is We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram. The Twitter is WWF in High School. And I am at Red Shirt Playa everywhere. So this conversation with Ryan is, I don't know, I don't want to put favoritism on anything, but this is just a a really, I don't know, well-rounded conversation. Um... I was just really happy with it. And this is a return to these sober episodes. This was, we did this on a Saturday morning, um, right before I had to leave for a birthday party for one of my best friends. And so um, Ryan was really interested in doing this. And uh, I caught him on a little bit of a hangover. Uh, Ironically, that's usually my role. But yeah, a a nice little uh, morning conversation with Ryan Dunn. Um, that crept into the uh, that crept into the early afternoon uh, because it was that good. And so this is part one. Again, part two will be on Christmas Day, on Wednesday. So look out for that. Okay, let's just uh, let's just get into it. Here's Ryan Dunn. Yeah, this is probably you're probably number nine or ten or 
Um, at the rate, yeah, if I were to guess, this probably would air where we're in October. This might not air till December. Wow. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, so a little bit of time. I and mean, we'll see because I'm still like I have two more lined up uh, in the next like week and a half uh, through Columbus Day. So like if I start getting so many that I just start feeling good, I don't want to run out and I don't want to start missing the, t- the date. To where like if I start doing them every week and then I just don't have the time to do them every week, mm. I don't want to like people are used to getting them every week and then I right. I don't even do them. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I feel like every two weeks is what I can promise and like guarantee I can get to in life sure. and schedule. So sure, yeah. trying to stick with that. What I may do eventually is like I have a couple that I'm not sure if they're good shows, if they're good long like full length mm. interviews. So I might like cut them up and do like put them in like five or 10 minute clips in between the weeks or something like gotcha. I've got like a thing with Kim Devaney that I did over like two days of time. That oh, wow. Like it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe this won't be an episode. Maybe, maybe this will just be like a 10 week series on right. off weeks or something. Right. Yeah. I was like, boy, I hope I'm interesting. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll make it uh we're going to make it. Interesting. Hey, yeah. I kind of, Anytime I thought like, oh, what's something I just want to bring up and talk about? I was like, no, nah, let Brad like guide it and then we'll, yeah. we'll see like what comes out. So. Yeah, we'll just kind of, uh, you know. Yep. Oh, so it should be like right. Yeah, yeah kind of like right there. Yeah. Um, pull it up a little bit. Yep. Just like that. Perfect. It's like right. the uh, x-ray machine at the dentist. <laughs> Look right into the. <laughs> So this is it. This is how we start. Yeah. All right. Welcome, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's good to be here. You're um, you're one of the first, um, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. You're maybe the first, I don't know, kind of benign <laughs> guest. <laughs> um, I don't have any like memory of salacious rumors oh, um, about okay. you. I don't have any like negative, um, stereotypical. Um, impressions of this guy was an asshole or um, this guy was a jerk or this guy said this or this guy used to do that or this guy used to get on my none of that yeah um yeah i look at you as like a nice guy oh thank you until you went to villanova yeah but- <laughs> and then and then we became mortal enemies i know <laughs> yeah mortal big five I, enemies literally right now you're wearing your temple hat and i've mm-hmm. got my nova pullover so we're glaring at each other mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah yeah sorry i have to so i guess my first question is why are you against philadelphia taxes no <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no it's good to see you it's um yeah. it's it's cool like you know i told you every interview is completely different and yeah. so it's super cool to just kind of see where this where we jump into this and because yeah. i think my first question is just like how the hell are you i'm i'm in maybe the best spot of my life which is really? uh you know uh, incredible to say uh there's been some some rough times and uh right now it's really good oh cool yeah i'm uh, i'm married and uh, I love my wife. She's wonderful, Lindsay. And we have a daughter. Congratulations. And thank you. Pretty Mo- new, right? Yeah. She, so Molly is about 11 and a half months old right now. Wow. And so her first birthday is coming up October 27th. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, we're having a big like Halloween. Uh, it's a boo day party, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be like a Halloween birthday party. It's going to be incredible. And uh, so life is good. Works fine. But um yeah, I uh, I'm really grateful to be here, like in oh, this man. situation right now. That's great. Yeah, um, 
I recently went to Tui Meyer and Ellen Opplinger's wedding, yeah. which was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, blast from the past. I uh, got to see a lot of people. And congratulations to those guys. They won't listen, but um, yeah, <laughs> congratulations. They'll never hear this because they don't get on Facebook and maybe once every three years. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I try. They're awful. Believe and, me, I tried. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I will tell you, Ellen and Tui are. <clears throat> they don't know it because they won't come on. One day I'm going to try. I got some ideas, but they're a bit of a spark there were a few people that i ran into that were like a spark of this okay and ellen yeah. and tui yeah i was going i was like last september i was going to get fitted in south philly for some tux for a tuxedo for a wedding and i'm doing a yui and right there at the light there's ellen and tui yeah right there walking walking to go get dinner and i yeah. uh, i pull off to the side of the road and i was like oh my god guys right and you know they look exactly the same yeah i know and uh well except tui grew into a giant but <laughs> tui's huge he is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the face and everything, you know, yeah. Ellen looks exactly the same. And, yeah. and, uh, and I actually mentioned to them, I said, this keeps happening. I keep running into people and I go, <clears throat> might start a podcast. <laughs> uh, I think that was a good idea. And here, um, and here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been like, well, I was telling you before this, uh, it's really been like a Wissahickon weekend type thing. Like mm-hmm. it's just been a lot of Wissahickon stuff lately. Um, I just uh, had this real random situation occur where um, within about 24 hours, I was contacted by you, mm-hmm. by Pat Novak, who we figured out we'd only seen each other once in the last 11 years. Wow. Uh, we used to be roommates, actually, at a point. And then Rishi Patel, mm-hmm. uh, who lives up in New York, all, all within 24 hours of each other. So I got to hang out with those guys last night and uh, went out in uh, Bridget's and Ambler. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a awesome spot. spot. And, uh, and then, uh, we saw Joker, but, and we drank a lot, which is why I'm not feeling so hot right now. So. <laughs> and, uh, Andrew Godey was with us as well. So oh, nice. yeah, it was a good time, but, uh, yeah, high school, high school reunions left and right. Was that, uh, was that kind of your crew yeah. when you were, you were growing up? Where, now, did you, where did you start in elementary school? I was Bluebell. Bluebell. Yeah. At Bluebell, I was more friends with uh, like Matt Choi and Dan Eisen. Those, oh yeah, those are, my, those are my boys back in in Bluebell Elementary days, yeah. and uh, Scott Beck. Yeah, and uh, I remember the first time I saw Scott, I didn't, I really didn't like him Why? because Matt Choi was like introducing me to him and saying like, "Oh, this is Scott. Like he's cool." And Scott couldn't stop doing like roundhouse kicks on the park, <laughs> like in the playground, right? And he's just like kicking left and right, and I was like. Man, I don't know about this guy. Kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps doing karate kicks. And uh, you know, ended up becoming one of my my best friends. But uh oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, first impressions are funny with that. You know. Did you uh so obviously your friends changed in high school, but did you yeah. continue with Matt and and Dan into middle school? Yeah, I, I think middle school it really did like kind of start to to fray and people going in different different groups. And um I don't know. Like I feel like uh it did get clickish there for a little while, especially middle school. Mm-hmm. And then um, by like, as, as high school went on it, that those walls kind of broke down a little bit. And I felt by senior year, I was friends with like a ton of, ton of kids that yeah. I hadn't been friends with the previous years. Right. Um, that was my take. And then another weird second thing is I just saw Jay So on Thursday. Jay Wan So. Yeah. And he told me the exact, he felt the exact opposite. So <laughs> he felt like the walls went up as time went on. So yeah. I, uh, I guess it's just so subjective. Yeah. You know? Everyone's experience is a little bit different and, and yeah. maybe the crews that you're in, um, dictate that 
Yeah. You know, if you're not, if you maybe have it, like I had a, I had such a small group yeah. uh, of people and I don't think I was, a, I wasn't, um, I think I thought that other people weren't accepting to me, mm-hmm. but I think also I wasn't accepting to bring other people into my circle back then. And so yeah. if I were to lose one of those friends uh, from that group, that was just one less friend. I, I didn't pick up other yeah, friends along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. what was the, did you guys have like a common bond of your friendships, um, through high school and as it continued to kind of increase for you? Was it, was it like you weren't a, I don't remember you as a sports guy. No, it was I feel like you were student government. Is that right? I wasn't a student government, but I was in a lot of like the clubs and activities and I did, I did play sport. I played tennis. Okay. So, um, that's was, a sport. I'm not yeah, saying that's not, yeah. I don't want so, anyone to think like, yeah, I, uh, I swung a racket. Yeah, that's I count it. it. But uh, yeah, so I uh, I did do tennis, but uh, and like Bill Bishop was on there. He's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, might Billy, be yeah. might be the old, him and Gebert are probably the single oldest friends I have because those guys were like when I was like three maybe, mm-hmm. but uh, and and three and four. But uh, yeah, so I think it was just like all the club activities and classes. I ended up doing a lot of like the AP stuff and. Rishi, Dave Majumdar, those guys were in a lot of those classes. So I was hanging out with them a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Godie, Pat and I, we just all did like clubs together. I did debate team for all, I think all four years. Debate and team, yeah. So debate team, it's kind of like a sports team in the sense of like you're riding on the bus to other schools together to compete against those other kids. And you get your own, you know, camaraderie that way. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, put a bunch of teenage kids like on a bus, like anywhere. It's going to be raucous and fun. And so... I always wanted to do debate because yeah. it was like one of those things that you'd see, like it would always be the classic sitcom high school episode of like yeah. debate team. And Zach would want to join the debate team so that he could get a free trip to Washington, D.C. Right. And yeah. What kind of stuff did you like? Actually, what what's the debate team? Like, what do you talk about? What do you debate? Uh, you know, they would give you a topic that was like the topic for the whole year. And so, like, uh, I think the one year was like uh, different types of energy. And like you would debate, like, should we do like nuclear, solar or whatever? Really? And uh, and then you'd have pro and con or there was different debate formats like extemporaneous and um, uh, Lincoln Douglas. Like where you debate like uh, in different styles. But we did like I actually of all people, I was actually uh, partnered with Dan Eisen. So mm-hmm. we were still friends, but just, you know, not always hanging out as much. And but we did debate uh, and I think we were pretty good. Uh, and uh, yeah, Rishi was in it, Godi, Billy, uh, Damon Jumdar, a lot of those guys that I was hanging out with a lot. And and so you'd have to like go in and they tell you like your pro or your con today. And so mm. you'd have to be like, one day you'd have to be like, wind power is the best and here's why. And the next day or even the next hour, you might be like, wind power sucks. Like, here's why, wow. <laughs> you know, and it's killing all the birds or whatever you can come up with. And you'd have like set periods of time where like you say something and then it was like, fa- I think it was like factual and then you would like try to present facts and then mm-hmm. you'd later you'd come back to refute whatever the other guy said what do you, or girl. What do you yeah. do for prep for that? Were you like a lot of time in the library? It was like a library time and like yeah. it was the early days of Google. So just a lot of early Googling and just trying to pull in whatever random article you could get. And then yeah. you just pull out of a box and be like, well, this, this article says it kills a million birds a minute, you know, and you just try to. So much GeoCities. Right. Yeah. Website, right. Angel Fire website. Uh, this so, looks credible. Yeah. So that it hits it exactly as head because I, you know, not to throw them under the bus here, but I definitely remember, I won't say any names, but I definitely remember someone for the team 
manipulating the early internet and making their own website to say whatever they wanted. And they made it look like an MSNBC or whatever equivalent Mm. back then. And it it was like a website and you'd you'd print out the articles. So it looked legit. And I remember whipping, like they whipped it out. I was watching the debate and it like flummoxed the other team. Like they had nothing to counter this fake article. They couldn't prove anything about it. It was like, yeah, people, it was still pretty early internet. Right. So like, what are you going to do? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were a good debate team too. Like, uh, we ended up, um, trying to remember what year it was like 10th or 11th grade. I can't remember now, but we ended up, uh, doing really well. We went to like council rock for like the regional, like the whatever freedom division or whatever division we were in. And we ended up uh, taking second, third and fourth, right. Our teams out of like all the teams. I don't even know what that would be. 20 plus teams Mm -hmm. or more from all the schools. You played all like you, you, played yeah you competed against the, the yeah. other like local teams like upper dublin exactly or like the football teams and basketball exactly teams would have. it would imagine like a big tournament where all the teams send like multiple or like, all a, the rest, like a wrestling send tournament multiple teams. Yeah, exactly like a wrestling yeah, tournament. Yeah. everyone's there in the yeah gym yeah and-, and so like out of all these kids we rocked second third and fourth and uh uh dan and i came fourth in that group and uh and then we got rowdy which you wouldn't think because you know guys debate but like the the school that got first like they were like there was like a conflict of interest like one of the judges was from their school uh-huh. and we were like you know they're cheat that's cheating right and we started like as a team like booing during like the medal ceremony and like Wissahickon was like was gonna get like banned from wow. going like the pre- the next year because we were such you know assholes poor frankly sports. yeah we were poor sports but like we just felt like how could we get second third and fourth and you're saying this one team is mm-hmm. better than everybody and uh yeah i remember it's kind of funny to think about it like a sport but that's kind of what it was we got like real intense and and mad yeah was there like a prize at the end or is there like a, a winning thing it's like trophies it was trophies yeah okay yeah it's like little league or something yeah. you got you got a little trophy yeah. was there like any i don't know was there like a an end goal to it was there in my head like when i hear debate team or when yeah. people would say you should be on debate team it's because i was argumentative right like a yeah like a lawyer right yeah, right i like yeah. to argue my point um yeah was that like the end goal was that something that they were talking about were they were were the people running debate team and the advisors were they like encouraging of this could be something that you could do because obviously it had an impact on you in some way yeah it did i did end up becoming a lawyer uh and so did billy but uh uh, and so did Dave Majumdar. so sure. yeah uh but i think really it was just about the enjoyment of like, uh, like your craft, like in the same way, like if it was with tennis, like you just trying to get better at mm-hmm. it. So, you know, uh, the coaches, the teachers, they would just try to help you craft like your arguments and help you, you know, here's how you can refute this and here's mm-hmm. a better tactic or whatever to do in the situation. But honestly, like the way more important was just the fun. Yeah. Just like, like just hanging out with those guys going because once your like debate is done or whatever now you're like hanging out with your friends for the next right. hour and a half or whatever until right. this thing's over you know yeah. and maybe you're rooting for them to win but then yeah you're just hanging out so yeah. it's just a lot of hanging out with your buddies and that's i think what i like the best about it yeah um yeah but so there wasn't necessarily like uh the end goal really of like oh we have to like win the big game mm-hmm. but there was a tournaments and and you did get trophies at the end trophy yeah. goes to the school 
Uh, Sits I in think, like the trophy case type of thing. I, I think that Dan and I had an awkward conversation where he was, oh, was like, oh, you can have it. And he was like, no, you can have it. And I was like, yeah, okay. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I have it somewhere. You still yeah. have it? Yeah, That's I'm sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's in a box somewhere, you know, so not great. being appreciated. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Was, so, that, was that your, so you did that in tennis? Were those your only? Uh, we probably have to whip out the yearbook oh, here to run through my activities. But so you uh, had a lot of activities. Yeah, I did do a lot of like the clubs and stuff. Um, I oh. also worked after school too. So, you do? Uh, so do you remember like Center Square Shopping Center? Yep. It was like uh, Clemens. Yeah, Palermo's, Palermo's, that's right. Clover. Yep. 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 All that. So like there was like a period of time where uh, so many of our friends, like so many people from Wissahickon were working in that shopping center and so i worked at the dry cleaners there i worked at clemens cleaners wow and um like Godie worked in the clemens supermarket uh and uh like i'm just trying to think like there was like uh this girl rachel we knew she worked at like uh subway in there and like mm-hmm. we had friends at like the pet smart that was in there or whatever right. and like because it was like a supermarket yeah. but like the walk-in was like a mall yeah. Like there was a liquor store to the right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and there was an LA pizza in the back. Mm-hmm. And so like next thing, you know, like even like Rodrigo worked there as like the cart guy for Rodrigo a while. Right. Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Ro was one of my other good friends in, in high school. So having like all my buddies, you know, maybe one night we have debate and then the next night we're all working over at the shopping center and then we can go yeah. get pizza over there or whatever and hang out. So, uh, yeah, that kept me pretty busy, you know, between all those activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I pulled up your uh, pulled up your uh, activities here. Yeah, what is the Interact Club? I've always wondered this. You were in the Interact Club. What is this? I'm try to remember. Oh, that's not a good sign. I feel like I think it might have been this, but I I definitely did a club where we interacted with kids from uh, schools in Philly. Oh. and did activities with them okay. and I'm pretty sure that's what that was. That so, sounds right. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember which school. I think it was Simon Gratz. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, we would go there. Yeah. yeah. Home was, of home yeah. of Rashid Wallace. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible basketball player. Yeah. Uh yeah. So uh we would meet God, I'm like my memory's killing me on this. But I think we would like they would sometimes come to West or we would go down there, but also we would like meet places and do like community activities together and oh, whatever. That's cool. And you're supposed to like, you know, culturally it's pretty different. So we would like learn from from each other. Yeah. Um, they were did, nice, nice. Did people. you learn anything or I learned that, was it so minimal? It didn't really. No, I, I mean, I guess I got like a peek into what, the, what they deal with, like at school, you know, I mean, like, uh, uh you know, the word privilege, right? Like yeah. that's a big, big thing nowadays, but we did not have the, the issues that they had. Like you could just go to class and be a student and mm-hmm. you didn't have to deal with a lot of the, the crap they had to deal with. Um, just especially a lot of violence. And yeah. uh, when we were there, you know, a bunch of probably like white and uh, Asian kids walking around, they they really kept the place on lockdown. There'd just be a lot of big wow. guys in the hallway just just there just wow. to make sure everything was okay. And, um, and the kids would talk about, or the other students would talk from Simon, they would talk about uh, just the challenges of like, even like culturally, like they would be given so much shit for doing well. Mm-hmm. And like, being in like the equivalent of like their enrichment club was like nerdy. Not yeah. Cool. It was like a black mark on them yeah. and it hurt them. Yeah. And they talked about how tough that was. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, you want, 
you know, you want to succeed, but like the whole culture around you, this is, this is what they were telling us, but like the culture around them was like giving them a hard time about it. Mm -hmm. And they had to go into special classrooms and things. And so, yeah, it was eye opening at least. I don't, you know, you know, it's so bad for them. I don't think that that's so, I mean, it's not like that everywhere, but I, I definitely think there were parts of Wizahicken that were, you know, that were like that where I grew up in South Ambler. Oh yeah. Um, I think I used it as an excuse, but I, I definitely felt like, you know, doing well in school when I was, when I was young was like a very uncool thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I think I would, tr my parents were, when I was younger, were pretty strict, mm. um, with me with school, but you know, you learn tricks of the trade and you learn how to, how to say that you did your homework at school already right. and you don't right. need to bring anything home. And, right. Yeah. But I used to do stuff like that because in my head it wasn't cool. And yeah. I might have, this might not have even happened from anyone saying anything. I might have just gotten it from TV. Yeah. You know, <laughs> go like, Zach Morris. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, would you a nerd or would you right. read in books or you'd see like those, those yeah. episodes where the, the cool kid's carrying his books in the pizza box because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's studying <laughs> right, tonight. Right. Or, yeah. you know, I was very much in, in that mindset. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's interesting that. That that's what you were I think, experiencing. I, I think the lesson I learned from a lot of it is that like, like your peers matter a lot. Mm -hmm. Like as far as, at least for me, like as far as motivation, like I think, um, I think about how if you like, you didn't do well, like forget your parents. Like, you know, if, if I didn't do well on a test, I'm, and Rishi would be like, what's wrong with you, man? Right. Why'd you, like, why didn't you do better on that? And like, yeah. it's like peer pressure to perform. And, uh, and that's good, you mm -hmm. know, because kids respond to their peers the, the most. And so I got lucky with my group of friends. You yeah. know, that's something that I think in my later years after college, I really, really embraced. Um, so it's interesting that you recognized and you were drawn to that sort of, or you're just in it. And that's what I, your I think were. I just got lucky. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I often say that I, I need to surround myself more with people who are successful yeah. or I need to, I need to make it, a, I need to make it more of a push to hang out with those friends that are successful yeah. and just get little tidbits of knowledge from them or, or just get that incentive or that it, it's inspiration. the incentive. Yeah. yeah it's think, like, Oh wow. I yeah. can go here. That's right. cool. You had yeah. that academically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as a kid. Yeah. Um, and also well, I mentioned Rich, like he grew up right down the street from me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we were always at each other's house always after school, like doing homework and stuff, like unless I had some activity, mm -hmm. but like a lot of the time, uh, we, we were taking like, we took like AP Euro with mm -hmm. Mrs. Linden in 10th grade. Wow. And that's a class that was all seniors. And then, and I'm in 10th grade with Rishi and Dave and we're in that class. And so, yeah, we ended up like just, I'd go over there and yeah, we'd play like Starcraft or something, mm -hmm. play a video game, but we'd also like, seriously work like work our asses off doing like flashcards and stuff and i guess like that's just really lucky that mm -hmm. i lucked into that because there's no way like i think i would have done well in a class like that if i didn't have like somebody pushing me you yeah know, just because he just wanted to do well for himself i think so and that's such a great skill set to learn um when you're that young so that when you are in college yeah. you know especially when you're i imagine you know you're in law school you're you're handling a pretty heavy load um, to have the skill set to know how to actually study, yeah, my, and, and, yeah. and retain that information in a way that works for you. For me, I I don't think I learned that until after college. I think I I 
BS my way through a lot of my academic right. classes. I got it, but I was a very last minute yeah. guy. I I absorb things much more, uh, what much better verbally yeah. than I would reading or taking notes. I get lost when I'm like looking down and I'm taking notes. Um, yeah. And I think it took to. I almost wish now I could go back and learn some stuff yeah. because I think I would retain it so much better than than at that age. Yeah. Um. Did you did you like? That's, I mean, you, so you were in AP yeah. classes, you're yeah. learning like completely different shit than what everyone yeah. else yeah. or 90% of the school is. Um, I did like it. Um, everybody's got like a thing that they're good at or they're into. And uh, I was not great at math. Uh, I wasn't great at science, but uh, the one area I, I really enjoyed was like any kind of social studies related topic. So like a history class or mm-hmm. uh, politics or anything like that. I uh, that stuff I liked naturally. Yeah. And so AP Euro history was hard, but it was fine. Like mm-hmm. I, I was into it anyway. Where did that come from? Did, is your, was your family like that? Or as far as, you know, like, so I'm very into politics and I can remember yeah. so clearly, uh, I can say so clearly, but now I'm going to struggle with the year. I want to say <laughs> it was either sixth or eighth grade. It was 1990. It was like the 96 election. I remember oh, yeah. having to yeah, do Clinton reports, Dole. Clinton yeah. Dole and, and, yeah. and, um, Ross Perot and, yeah. and having to, yeah. you know, get on the internet yeah. and look at their websites and learn about their positions. And so my uncle, um, teaches, uh, taught, continues to write and teach yeah. at now at UVA, but public policy, oh, wow. um, political yeah. science, he was yeah. at Brandeis prior to that. Wow. So like growing up, politics was like something I always knew my uncle was into. So yeah, it was something yeah. I kind of wanted to be into. Um, but it wasn't like, pushed heavy at home. My mom's not a very political person. She listens to whatever I say now. Right. But were your parents into history, politics? Um, you know, I don't necessarily think that it was my parents uh, like talking to me about politics, but instead, I think what got me started on the social studies path was very early on, my mom got me a, a world encyclopedia for kids. Hmm. And it was filled with these illustrations, like cartoons. Mm-hmm. So as a little guy, like, oh, it's like reading a cartoon. But it's teaching you, like, here's a page about, like, the ancient Egyptians. And you get all this facts about them. And, oh, here's the Romans. Mm-hmm. And you get all their facts. And, like, here's Middle Ages or whatever. And I'm just, from me, my point of view, I was just, it was my favorite like comic book type thing. Right. But really I learned all this stuff. And then I remember like being in like a social studies class in elementary school and like already knowing the answer because oh. I'd already read it like just for fun as a cartoon, you yeah. know, or whatever. So, and then I remember the first time other kids were like, how do you know that? Like the Nile River, how do you know that? I'm like, oh, does everybody like know about the Nile River? You know, right. or whatever, like. And uh, so I think that's kind of where it came from. And then my mom, of course, did talk to me, you know, about politics uh, more so. My dad's not really too into politics. My mom does does enjoy a good debate. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, she she was a um, she's uh, you know pushed me hard to succeed, mm-hmm. and uh, that was also the other influence that that kept pushing me to go and go into law school. Uh, you know, uh, my dad is uh, Catholic and my mom's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so I got a lot of the the Jewish, you know, guilt. Like yeah. you have to succeed yeah. and you gotta make push. Mom happy. Yeah, you got to make mom happy. So uh, definitely that played a role for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then just naturally, I just liked social studies. You know, everybody likes something naturally. And yeah. That was what I was kind of into. So, yeah. Last club I want to ask you about. Oh, yeah. The Foreign Exchange Club. Oh. <sighs> God, if I can, I think I did that like one year. One year. Ugh. Uh, God, I think, I think 
that might have been run by was that being run by Harvey Sensei? Oh, could have been. And I think that's why So you took I, Japanese? I, I did, yeah. Wow, so that's another one. Mike yeah. took Japanese. I took Japanese. I know. I was thinking about that after listening to that. I was like, you should rename your podcast. We weren't friends in high school, but we were in Japanese. <laughs> we were class. in Japanese. Yeah. We, we did eat wasabi together. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh there was a, a rice cooker in the classroom. Yes. Uh, let me ask you this. Um I already asked you a question. I already cut you off from it, but let me just ask you further then. Yeah. Um when you so you took Japanese, not every so I think it's very rare. People who are listening to this that didn't go to Wizahick and might go Japanese. Yeah. We had Japanese through middle school and through high school and yeah. also Latin. Mm-hmm. Um you took AP classes in general. I remember when we moved to high school and Japanese was an honors only class. Mm-hmm. Um and I struggled. I wasn't good at it either. You weren't either. No. Okay. I struggled too. I I had to work really hard just to get like B's and sometimes C's, but it was, it was not easy. A language is definitely as, as much as I liked social studies is how terrible I was at language comprehension, like okay. just learning anything. Um, I, uh, I remember in sixth grade, you do like uh, marking periods, which is like a, mm-hmm. like a quarter. And so in sixth grade, to figure out what language you're going to go in, you get a, a sample of each one, right? right? A few months with each language. Right. And, and then you have to pick at the end of the year. I feel like I was the only person in the whole school that got uh, like a B in Spanish because everyone was doing like A's in introductory Spanish. Yeah. Did you not? And yeah. I got a B too. Oh, my man. Yeah. All right. And then yeah. of course we go into Japanese, <laughs> the freaking hardest language. Like, I got a B in Japanese. I thought yeah. I understood it the most. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I'll name drop here, but uh, in sixth grade, I was... Uh, as much as you can say this, I was dating Malik Carr. Yeah. And uh, so, and her mom in fifth grade did like an after school Japanese thing. And I like, I had a crush on her in fifth grade. So I, you know, my yeah, mom that's the way took in. me to that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, so we did after school Japanese and then I did, I got an A in Japanese in the sixth grade marking period. And then um, I was thinking about like German or something like that, but then like Malik was in going to Japanese, so I got to go to Japanese. Yeah. And uh, and then that just started me down that path. But like, yeah, I I wasn't good enough, like really. And I remember by senior year, I think senior year it became an AP class. Mm. Like senior year yeah. Japanese was like Japanese five or whatever. Yeah. You had to. You had to take it as AP, and I knew that I wouldn't do well in that AP course, so I ended up not taking Japanese. Okay. Uh, did you switch or just no language after that? No, I think I did no language. That, yeah. that you were done after that. Like you had to just clear like two years. Yeah, I think they counted our middle school years as like a credit. Okay. Right. So like, uh, I think that you need like four credits of language or whatever, mm-hmm. and by taking the same language in middle school, that counted as one. Right. And then you only needed three more years in high school. I think that's the only class I ever failed in my life was I think I failed honors Japanese yeah, in ninth grade. And I switched after yeah. that to um, uh, Spanish. Yeah. And How'd I, you do there? I cheated my way through <laughs> it. So you know how like, yeah. remember those desks? Those black desks. Okay. They were like the science lab mm-hmm. desks. Probably, yeah, definitely probably made remember. out of like yeah. asbestos. Right. Yeah. So I used to, when we'd have our Asbestos quizzes, and mercury. Yeah. <laughs> So when we'd have our, our tests, our yeah. quizzes or whatever, I'd come in and I would write, you know, when you write on the, on those black desks, it would just come off of kind of, kind of silver. Uh, very, yeah. So I would just write 
all the translations oh, nice. on the desk. Yeah, and yeah. then I just put my hand before the, it would start. Right. Then I put my hand over, put the book down, and yeah. the test comes out. And now you're just now I'm just literally just lining up one by one. Yeah. Oh, this word means this. This word means this. This word means this. That's this word. Right. And then I'd and then when it all be done, I've just erased the table. Yeah. And it would just look like a big gray smudge right. that Who anyone could have yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's all I made it through Spanish class. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably needed that for Japanese, man. It was so hard. It was so hard, but it would have taken you forever just to write those words. I know. There's yeah. different characters, different letters. I I'd ironically like- pass the test by attempting to cheat, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I it was just too much. And uh, and like earlier in life, like with like when I went to Hebrew school, so I had like some minimal Hebrew in there. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I'm now I'm trying to learn Japanese with its own characters. My brain just couldn't handle all it's that a stuff. Lot. It's yeah. a lot. That's why I say, I feel like I would, I would do so much better in school now yeah. than then. I just, I couldn't figure out how to retain it, that information. Isn't it crazy how much like high school kids do? Like I don't work as hard as I did in high school. Yeah. Like you go to a place all day and then you come home and you got to do more work. And you got to do activities. Well, the idea of like staying awake as long, like if, you know, our school started at like 742 in the <laughs> yeah, morning or yeah. whatever. So First you, bell and second bell. Yeah, yeah. And I was always the last one into school. <laughs> I was so late into school. My mom used yeah. to drop me off. Um, and I would like wake up at like 720, <laughs> yeah. you know, roll into school. And then for most of the year, most of my school years, I had uh, musicals and stuff. And so after school, I'd be there till five, six o'clock till my mom picked me up and we were yeah. done rehearsals seven, then you eat dinner. And then I was, I don't even know when I did actual schoolwork, if I even did it, but then I was like an insomniac right? or, you know, I would sit on the internet all, yeah. all day. I had like a, like an internet job and like mm. I worked at Wawa right? Um, yeah. or then I would just stay up all night and watch Conan O'Brien reruns, yeah, you yeah. know, I'd watch the, the 1230 play right. and then I'd watch after. After the the rerun of the Tonight Show, I'd watch like the two the two thirty oh, rerun of, of torturing yourself. Yeah, yeah. and then like three thirty, fall asleep, and then <sighs> back in the next day. And I don't, yeah. I don't remember like really being tired or out of it or yeah, you know, the high school, you know, younger body can infinite, handle. Yeah, in, once a energy. month I was up yeah. and, and you know made it through. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I just think back like, wow, that was. So, so you made a comment earlier about like, uh, preparing for law school, like kind of thing. I felt like high school actually was at like this higher level and then college was like a, a step back. Like I did well in you were college. taking AP classes. Yeah. Right. You were already taking yeah. college level, level classes yeah. in high school and yep. then you're taking it, you're taking classes in college for people who are just getting to that level. Right. And college was like, you know, just not that hard and I did well, but like the, it wasn't like the rigorous and like the same kind of like group of friends that are like pushing me left and right. I mean, wonderful friends, but not like, not like the high school crew with like homework and everything. Mm -hmm. So then I went to law school and it was back to like super hard level again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, not quite prepared right at the first jump, you know, because Mm -hmm. I had just been like lazy through, through college. Yeah. And college is like kind of a party. So, (laughs) and, uh, and then you get to law school and it's not a party. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a real deal. It was, yeah, it's a real deal. And, and you're like trying cases and stuff when you're in law school, aren't you? Like, um, no, not really. Like, uh, certainly first year or whatever. Right, right. But uh, after, later on, you can do like trial practice. You're, you're not like in a. You're you could be doing uh, you know, mock trials. Is that what it is? Yeah, we did mock trials and uh, trial practice was the class. And uh, See, that type of stuff sounds so fun to me. That's the type of stuff yeah. that I would love to be a lawyer for. Like, yeah. 
there is like a common, I really feel like that it's a common misperception though, because it's people do think that it's just arguing mm-hmm. and that you can like win your argument through your, per, you know, like the persuasion of like your words. Right. And like, that is not, you've got to find it. the law that supports it's, it. It's so much like paperwork. Yeah. An unbelievable amount of research to find the, the citations you need right. and to craft your arguments. And, uh, it it's not what people think in the popular culture. Yeah. And that's also was like a rude awakening for me who just thought, Oh, I'll just go in there and argue. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then like, Nope, I'll be the loudest. Uh, I'll be the fastest talker. Yeah. I'll just shut this thing down and win. Yep. And every kid in there was like unbelievably smart. Yeah. And in no way did I, or, you know, you don't stand out anymore at mm-hmm. all. Like, you're like pond is you're big. immediately average right and like at best. And, all, and all the fish are too yeah exactly and uh that was another thing where i was like some of these kids i mean they all you know many of them went to ivy league whatever and so they were they were smart kids uh so yeah i didn't really enjoy law school <laughs> yeah really? yeah it was a pretty rough time well yeah. i watch suits so i know exactly how law works yeah you, know, you do that in the law and order and you should they should have it all mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah megan markle uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. That's how that's how all law school yeah. works, right? What a joke! Yeah, isn't that like the concept? Like he didn't go to law school, but he's like faking his way through or whatever. Yeah, he um he he could he used to take the LSATs for oh yeah other people because he mm-hmm. has a photographic memory. Yeah, and so he can pass the test. He just never did it for himself. Uh, the LSATs isn't the problem. The problem is the bar, man. The bar was was hard mm. yeah i i passed the bar by one point wow yeah well i guess technically you know if i had one point lower that that was the passing right, rate. right so right. And, and i think uh it was like i had like a 176 and you need like a 175 to pass it wow. was like the hardest i you know studied for months and months yeah and i think about that all the time like like if if i really focus and study and like i should be able to do almost anything and it took every ounce every ounce that. of energy to pass this test every mm-hmm. day was like i'd go to work in the morning and then i would at, at the law firm and then um and then i would go to class like bar prep class mm-hmm. every night down at penn wow um and then then you would drive home or i would drive home and then i would start like practice tests and studying at home Jeez. so like the really long hard days for whatever two or three months straight Mm-hmm. just to pass one test yeah but it's for the rest of your life it is, it is it yeah is but it's holy moly I, and maybe other people like some other people might be listening like oh, i thought it was easy but i just thought it was the hardest thing i've ever done yeah so no i think yeah. that's kind of like passing the bars like the thing you hear from lawyers like, gotta pass the bar gotta study for the bar bar right. exam bar exam yeah um yeah it's the kind of the the hard part the part i did worse on was they give you uh multiple choice mm-hmm. And two of the answers of the four are right. You have to pick the more right one. Wow. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of level of bullshit oh you're dealing with. So even if you memorize the rule, like did you remember all the exceptions? Mm-hmm. Because maybe D has like that exception in it and you just didn't remember. And so you're like, oh, this is the rule C. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then no, it was D it was the more right answer. Oh, wow. And so it, it was like really frustrating. I, I, pr- I did practice tests every night. And I did not find myself improving over time. And I was like, oh, this is going to be by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. And it was. But uh, yeah. You mentioned um, earlier Hebrew school. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that's that's a nice uh, little trend where I'm just finding all the Jews that I missed hanging out with. Yeah. 
uh, in school. Yeah. And there, were, there you were, Ryan. I was there. Just, just hanging out. Where was my, did you know I was Jewish? Uh, I didn't, I don't think I knew when we were in high school. Yeah. I think I saw it like later in life, mm-hmm. like probably through Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Happy yeah. New Year's. And, yeah. And, yeah. And and you were eating apples and honey in a picture. Yeah. So no, so, and I knew it. Uh, no, I think I found out later and then, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I mean, I, I have listened to your interview with Eric yeah. uh, Cox and, and, and Eric and I went to that same Hebrew school, uh, the classes at Germantown Academy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I knew him from back then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it was just part of my life. And And one thing I was thinking about is like, um, you know, you guys being, you know, African-American and white and like Jewish, obviously that's gotta be a trip. Like yeah. that's such culture clash all, all wrapped up in one thing. And, and, but I was Irish Catholic. I look Irish Catholic mm. and freaking blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. My last name's Dunn. My name's Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Right. A tie to tie to tie. Right. <laughs> so like, and you know, but like my yeah i was raised jewish so yeah. <laughs> my mom's jewish and my you know, sister and i were raised jewish yeah. i had bar mitzvah she had a that's bar how it works in jewish yeah. law if your mother's jewish you're jewish that's right that's yeah. what i would always people yeah. would go you're not jewish you're half jewish and i said there's no such thing as a half jew oh, yeah if your mom's jewish you're jewish yeah. uh several of my friends like to to this day call me a half jew yeah and uh but yeah i uh you're whatever your mom is that's it yeah. fully and but but there is there is still real life like the things you do with your family mm-hmm. so even if like you're like oh no i'm just jewish like we were like such a small percentage of the family like my dad is one of i well, speaking irish my dad is one of 14 kids right wow so uh i have like 40 cousins wow on my dad's side of the family Jeez, and, you can't yeah. you can't skip those holidays yeah. that's the so guess what yeah easter and christmas like my grandparents yeah. was like a big to do yeah and so i definitely felt like it was weird. It was weird. Like I definitely was completely surrounded in everyday life by Christians, but like me, my mom and my sister, this little tiny pocket of Jews, you know, in this world, a greater world of of all Christians. And so it was, I got to walk in both worlds, I guess. And of course I had some Jewish friends. Um, but it was, yeah, it was different. How did your mom fit it in to your family life? Like was, did your dad celebrate with you? Was it like, he tried. Yeah. He, uh, you know, like you say, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my dad will be like, I'm annoyed or whatever. You know? and like, well, wow, that's so funny. Be, my dad know, used be to be silly about it. Yeah. My dad used to just like gargle it up behind us. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. And we just go like, Oh God. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, that's so funny. That's kind of similar dad joke yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, he, he would be like, just like do whatever, you know, you know, so. for kids like, you know, gifts are so huge, which is why Hanukkah is like a thing here yeah. in the United States. Right. But was that, you know, did you do gifts for Hanukkah and Christmas? You got, yeah, you absolutely. got both. Did you yeah. get eight days of gifts? It, it shifted different years. I think some years we tried to do, um, you know, eight days and, uh, other times we just would do like, here's one big gift for Hanukkah and then here's some small gifts for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like it really was fluid, but, um, yeah, everyone is shocked. Like when I would say that too, they'd be like, you get, you got to get eight days of presents. Right. And I'm right. like, well, not always. Like sometimes the, some of them would be saved for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so you only got like two gifts on yeah. Hanukkah or whatever. Uh, it was just a fluid, like family situation. Like you have to kind of just, like I said, real life 
just go with whatever the real life situation is. Uh, I remember I got a boom box for six, uh, I was in sixth grade mm. and that was a, my big Hanukkah gift that year. That's hot. Yeah. That's boom when box. I started listening to CDs and yes. all that. What was your first yeah. CD? Oh, was it Dave Matthews band? I think it was like, I think it was one of the Dave Matthews band okay. records. Yeah. D- a little DMB, something <laughs> like that. I think, uh, I remember Matt Choi kind of got me. So like my music tastes up until like up through elementary school was very like whatever my mom would play on the mm-hmm. radio. Yeah. Um, like Beatles, stuff like that. And then Matt Choi was like, he had an older sister. So he had like a, like a view. So we were about to go to middle school. He's like, whoa. He's like, you got to start listening to, to Y100, man. He's wow. like, this is where like my sister, this is what the kids listen to. Like, uh, they're older than us. And so I started listening to like all alternative music and like mm-hmm. having that boombox was great. Cause then, or a stereo, cause then I could just like actually start learning about music and the on greater world. Yeah. On my own. And just like put that on at night. I also, it became a huge uh, Flyers fan from it because my parents, when we were young, did not have cable and I, I couldn't watch a lot of like Flyers and right. Sixers games. So I would put that game on the stereo and I'd go to sleep at night, you know, just listening to the Flyers, man. That's so cool. Yeah. It was some great memories. Just, you know, yeah. We're, um, and full disclosure, we're in the Italian market. So there's <laughs> like car alarms going off. Um, you might be the first like daytime Italian oh. market interview, which is all good. Okay. I, I love the yeah. the ambiance. You know, yeah, the, uh, yeah, it's it's hopping down there. Yeah, I was pulling pulling up. Yeah, um, I I really don't have a lot of experience with the Italian market, but I we so I went to a summer camp mm-hmm. almost every year in Bluebell, uh, Sesame Rockwood. And you went to Sesame Day Camp. I did. Yeah, they had the um, yeah. they had like the the Nintendos. They did. We had like a computer lab. Whatever. Yes, thing. I yeah. I think I wanted to go. They might have been too expensive, but yeah. I remember. I have to ask my mom what happened to that camp. But I remember looking at that, and I ended up going to Country Day Camp instead okay. at, at Mermaid yeah. Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so Mermaid Lake was right outside of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like drive by that all the time. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, oh God, why was I bringing up? You Sesame said Italian Rockwood. market. Oh, Italian market. One time we took a field trip through camp Mm -hmm. to the Italian market. And it was like, I was 12. Mm -hmm. So just picture a bunch of like little asshole, 12 year old kid, like boys let loose in the Italian market to do whatever the hell we wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, needless to say one kid bought a chicken and brought it back on the bus and snuck it back on the bus. And he got discovered when we got back to camp. But like for the bus ride, we were like, Oh my God, there's a chicken in here. You know, (laughs) like, yeah, I guess I hadn't really been, been around here much beyond that come so, down again sometimes yeah, it's fun it's, down here man. yeah it seems fun a lot of a lot of activity um yeah man uh so, so camp was expensive uh and my mom ended up working at the camp in order to put so she was a, a nursery school teacher so she had off in the summers and so she worked at the camp hmm. to put me and my sister in you know through camp that's and smart. so that's a wonderful thing that she did did for both of us. And that of course exposed us to like, here's how you swim. Here's, you know, and playing a lot of basketball and baseball and stuff and, and doing like computer activities, whatever, and like whatever they had to offer. So I'm eternally grateful that she did that. You're, um, you mentioned computers. I know you're in computer club, your crew. I feel like, um, were you like Rishi and Dave and I'm going to throw like a Joe Conlin in that group. Um, I remember, you know, computers, internet, 
um, building websites and graphing calculators <laughs> yeah. were like right. the big thing. Were you yeah. a big graphing calculator guy? Uh, TI-83 TI plus? Yeah, I, I did get into it for a while there. Um, I remember that we got somebody, someone made a video game that would go on there that was like a drug dealing game. Yeah. And you'd like have to sell drugs. Yeah. And I, I mean... It was like weed seller or something. Right, like right. That. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like a dumb game where like you, it, I think it like rolled the dice and mm -hmm. like if you hit on something, it'd be like, you made $8,000 on this deal or whatever, you know? Yes. And, and uh, I remember being like really into playing those games on that because it, it teachers couldn't tell that you were playing a game. Mm -hmm. You just had your calculator out. Right. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't look like anything. Yeah. But you were meanwhile fake selling drugs or whatever mm -hmm. and like playing, you know, whatever on there. And uh, I guess like, precursor to whatever kids are doing nowadays on like their iPhones yeah. and all that. But uh role playing games and yeah, you know. Right. But uh yeah, I definitely was into the T I eighty three stuff. Um I wasn't like uh, you know, I couldn't tear down a computer and rebuild it or anything like that. Uh Computer Club was us playing like Quake for one year. Okay. And then that was why I did that. Okay. And then or Doom and that was it. That was Computer Club. Okay. But uh yeah, I wish I was more computer savvy. It'd be coming handy at work now mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I say like, oh, I, I'm good at Excel, but like, dude, the kids coming out of college nowadays, they are on another level uh, with Excel and all that stuff. I had no idea. I thought I was pretty good at Excel, yeah. and then uh, I saw like a Facebook post by Ashley McLaughlin mm. where I think she's been taking some classes, yeah. and she was posting something like, "Does anyone know about this?" And I looked at this and I went, "What?" Because I thought like knowing <laughs> Excel really was just like this cell equals the, the sum right. of this the sum, through yeah. this or this cell <laughs> times this and then divided by that. Like I can balance a checkbook on right, Excel. Right. Like that's, that's the extent. That of is my exactly what I also felt. And then, um, and like I, my work, I would focus so much more on like the contracts and like the, you know, rules and regulations, whatever. But then these kids would come along and they'd be like running everything through these like crazy Excel formulas and pulling up, pivoting out data and <laughs> V lookups and all these words. And I'm like, what? No and idea. then they're like, here, you just found like this amazing $3 million mistake or, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, because they ran the numbers yeah. in a way that I couldn't even like comprehend. Yeah. And, uh, so I've had to like learn. I'm, better at excel now than just a simple sum but i'm not anywhere on the level of these dudes who yeah. like have hotkeys for like every single thing Jeez, it's crazy it's a whole new world of microsoft i know i think about that like with like my daughter like i don't even know what the skill set will be mm -hmm. for her when she's get gets older i don't even know what to say like today it's excel but who the hell knows it could be like 3d holograms or whatever like who knows you know it's like the same for me with like with film um when i came up in high school, you know, mm -hmm. TV lab and we had VHS cameras. Right. And then when I went to Monco and got my associates and, and we had, um, mini DV tapes. Oh, okay. Um, and then we had, uh, I got to college and it was still more of the same mini DV tapes and you yeah. put those little tiny tapes into like yeah. a recorder and then you, yeah, you yeah, digitize yeah. it and then you have it on the computer on your hard drive. Okay. And then, um, I went to uh, started writing TV for a little bit up in Connecticut, and oh, wow. when I came back and I started getting back into like the freelance world of videography and editing, yeah. And then I learned that cameras are now now have chips in them, right? <laughs> like yeah. they just use SD, like this SD recorder card. does, right? Right. Yeah. Just use SD cards yeah. and and DSLRs, and those weren't things when I was in college, right? 
So um, like all that knowledge that you like accumulated and dude, then I shot my the senior door. thesis on super 16 film, right. like actual yeah. film. I got it processed at NFL films. I, yeah. I went to modern, modern video for like film processing and color correction and all that. Wow. And they're like, yeah, we're doing this on this little tiny disc. You just pop it into the computer right. and yeah. you can just do all the color correction. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like yeah. my professional career has been, basically been trying to catch up and learn right whatever the whatever the newest thing is yeah mm-hmm. i guess that's kind of how it is gonna always be too like i well because when we started you said yeah. you were talking about like google there yeah. was no that wasn't google you were not using google yeah. back then you were using like yahoo, yahoo. Or alta vista yeah. or lycos maybe or I, netscape i think i think like senior year rishi goes don't don't use yahoo <laughs> use this use this new thing called google yeah it's bad. It gets better results. Yeah. And that was like senior year. And that's, I remember hearing that, but even Google itself didn't get big. Google probably owes that. What's that movie? Like for, uh, not 40 year old virgin, but, um, God, uh, they, I remember it was the first time I'd ever heard, uh, knocked like up. Seth Rogen was in it. Yeah. Knocked up. That was the first time I heard people saying like, as Oh, I Googled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a verb. Right. I it was a joke. Yeah. I remember it was like, it was like a joke to say, I Google, Oh, right. You Google it because people right. were just Googling everything. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and especially with the cell phone, I wasn't, I wasn't as quick on the cell phone game yeah. for like using it for the internet because I had a laptop and yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just come home and do stuff on the right, laptop. Right. You know, when I'm in front of the TV, I didn't mm-hmm. use my phone for, for yeah. internet type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, people who are in school now or a, a bunch of years younger than us that yeah. listen to this, like it was, man, I remember when we got the first in middle school, when we got like CD-ROM computers, I remember Shady Grove got a CD-ROM computer and yeah. the idea of like turning on a computer <laughs> yeah. where you don't have to put in a floppy disk right. and put in like a 40, yeah, you a don't 40 start up a DOS, DOS or whatever. code yeah. and, <laughs> and you're just like, oh no, there's a game just sitting on here or you can put this CD in yeah. and pull up an encyclopedia. I know. I always tell people, man, we used to sit in Mr. Winokur's class in sixth grade. Yeah, and we would we would just stare at the the encyclopedia that um it was like a multimedia encyclopedia, Crawlers or something. Yeah, Crawlers yeah. encyclopedia. That sounds right. And we would just always type up Madonna. Right. And we would just look <laughs> at there the, be a good picture. Yeah, the, it'd be her in like in a cone. In the cones. Bra. Yeah. yeah. And that was like what was known about Madonna. Right. And there weren't like two pictures of Madonna because right. there was it wasn't connected to the internet. It was right. a preloaded encyclopedia. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's just all we That's it. All that's we all we would had. do. And yeah. that's um yeah. I, I remember like bibliographies and trying to learn how to like do a bibliography right. with a with a yeah. web page and all that. And like, yeah, was, I remember that was like a tough lesson. Like and mm-hmm. I think we took classes in like the library they taught us yep. bibliographies like how to do the internet for yeah. a site. Yeah. That was I mean hard. we it was that stuff was all new to us. Downloading yeah. would take, you know, a day. We were definitely like the first like real computer generation for sure. Mm-hmm. And but like it, what's makes me sad is that that doesn't seem to be giving us a leg up because like these new no. kids are like destroying us. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I do have a funny uh, early internet story. My dad's first computer, the first computer we had was definitely a MS-DOS. Like you had to like punch in commands with like a di- hard disk in there. Yep. And he got it for work. And I guess he could like, I'm trying to think what he could even do with this whole thing back then. It certainly wasn't Windows. You would, I guess he would like type up like a word, word processing. Perfect. Yeah, something word like perfect. that. Uh it wasn't even Word, but, you know, it didn't run on any Windows thing at all. I, I I don't even know the brand at all. We would probably not recognize it. But he could type, like, some reports, and then it had early internet, like, it had a modem. Mm. And uh, 
not 56k like whatever like something 28 really, you know, 14 like, 14 4 14, right whatever yeah that something is, yeah. slower than 14 4 probably and he and he i guess could send the reports into work or i don't know right mm-hmm. and um when he would do that it had to go through our phone line right because mm-hmm. you just have one phone line back then maybe two and so my mom would tell us that the computer had to talk to, to the computer at work Dad's computer needs to talk right now on the phone. You have to be quiet, right? She'd tell us we have to be quiet or we'd, the phone connection would get messed up and, you know, like the phone or the computer would hear us and it would mess up the the conversation oh between the God. computers. It And like, I didn't realize that that was like a fake thing until I was like 25 <laughs> and I, and I thought back, I thought back to like that memory and I was just like, Hey, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah, you're 22 having quiet time in college. <laughs> right, your roommate's yeah. like, the hell are you doing? Yeah. Hey guys, can you please, can please talking be quiet. To the, talking yeah. to the computer back at school. Right. I need to talk to Google. You're going to mess it up. Yeah. My computer needs to talk to Google. Please, please oh calm down. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I love Brilliant old by my mom. internet computer stories. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that, that the transformation that we've seen, yeah. it's uh it's crazy. We're going to be like yeah. those. We're gonna be like the um, like the generation that talks about when they remember color TV coming in, and yeah. you know, yeah. Um, There's definitely gonna be like some old fogey stories that like the kids are gonna have no freaking clue. I do like those videos online where like they like give kids like you know um, Walkmans and stuff, and right? Like how do you, you how know, do you open how it? You how do you turn it, it on? Kids are like completely baffled by mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And like their advice always, like whenever the kids like look at old 80s technology, they're always like, oh, you should make this better. We're like, well, yeah, we did. Yeah, we got there. My favorite one of those is is the Walkman and they're trying to figure it out. And they're like, oh, okay, a cassette tape. I've seen one of these. And then they pop it open and they put the cassette tape in and they figure it all out. And then they hit, okay, play. And then they're just sitting there with it. Yeah. And and nothing's happening. (laughs) And they go, where's the sound? And you forget it wasn't until like years yeah. and years and years later, like 15 years ago, when you could actually play something without right. earbuds or, he- he- right. or headphones Earbuds, attached yeah. to it. Yeah. That thing That's didn't right. have a speaker on it. I know. I know. It, it like was like blowing their mind. And yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember like I had in high school that uh like clip that I put on like the the sun visor mm-hmm. to like store CDs. Yes, CDs. In. Yeah. yes. And that was like a big thing that I got. Like I bought. I bought and had installed like a CD player in my 93 Taurus, mm-hmm. right? Just so I can, you know, play some Offspring or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've still got somewhere around here, like CD books with, uh, yeah, with tons of burned yeah. CDs. Right. And, yeah. and um, that was my life for so long, just yeah. CDs. And you're really into obviously music and everything. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's kind of my memory of you. Like I was trying to think before this, like, uh, you know, oh, what was my memory of Brad, you know, and I didn't, I just remembered, yeah, music. And, um, I think I did know, I did remember you from Japanese mm. because I remember like one of the very only conversations that we really had with each other was in Japanese class once. Okay. And then I, and then again, like I just, I don't what know. Was, do you know what it was about? No, I can't remember the context oh. at all. Uh, I'm sure it was something highly intellectual, yeah. but no, that was my state. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it was in fluent Japanese as yes. well. Uh, no, I don't remember what we talked about, but I think my impression was that I didn't agree with you. And then I just never, we just never really talked. That's probably how that. it went with everybody. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't really have any other memory beyond that. So again, like, yeah, not, not negative. negative. Yeah. yeah. Just nothing. Just, there was, but I probably said something that like, 
That's I, usually how it yeah. was. Like, get, I get in an argument, and like I said, I love to argue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would, you know, stand. And I'm still like this. I, I'll say something, and and I'll fight it, and fight it, and fight it, and people just be like, "Fuck! I wish you would just shut the fuck up. I'm right. done talking about it. Yeah. I will just go, 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 yeah, go." Yeah, yeah. And um, and you either say, you know what, I don't like the way that he came, he yeah. came at me about that, or <laughs> you know, and I'm a big boy, big girl. I can handle, I can handle. Some people yeah. can handle the sparring and don't take it personal. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I don't really take it personal. Um, yeah. but back then, yeah, yeah that I, I would draw a line in the sand heavy. Yeah. Oh man. So you, you got the, uh, yearbook open. Mm-hmm. I see Eisen right there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's Ro. Ro and I used to hang out a lot. Uh, cause he was a little older. He could drive. Yep. And back when he had that, like, uh, like the El Camino or something like that, he had with like the shell on the back yes. and, yep. uh, yeah, very dangerous. Yes. yes. <laughs> we used to sit in the back of that thing. Whoever was sitting in the back there was getting tossed around mm-hmm. and he would do donuts and stuff. And yeah, yeah we had to, to have a good time. Yeah. Um, what did you, um, would you and your friends do outside of like academic? What was like your, like a Friday night for you? Um, yeah, I mean, we would go to each other's houses and, yeah, it depended on, I guess, when, what period of time. Like, I remember um, we had like a good neighborhood crew. Like, it would be like me and, and Reesh, uh, sometimes Keyshawn and like Jenny McLaughlin, Derek Johnson, uh, Ryan Smith. Do you remember him? Like, he. Yeah, glasses, black hair with yeah, a part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> so weird. I pulled I that. I just yeah. pulled that out. Yeah. Yeah. But, I do uh, remember him. Yeah. So we'd go to each other's houses and, uh, you know, maybe play video games, watch TV, whatever. And then. Um, pre-driving time like rishi and me and jenny we would walk to center square shopping center it was mm-hmm. the only thing you could walk to mm-hmm. and we would just you know stick around there like whatever a 14 year old kid could do you right. know and uh just like mess around there but then when we got older we started going to like plymouth meeting mall a lot and like just getting in trouble at the mall and yeah. just like, goofing around trying to meet girls or whatever yeah. and then uh yeah, starting the date and all that stuff, like you know, more seriously, and yeah. go see girls. So I feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like you were. Were you in like a relationship in high school? So I was. Uh, my girlfriend all throughout high school went to Upper Perk Yeoman. Oh, that's so, not at all what I thought. Yeah, so I w- I didn't have a, a high school girl like in high school. She went, yeah, she went to Upper Perk. Um, and I met her. Kind of bring some of our threads here together. I met her because. Uh, I think like Rodrigo, like very, you remember like very early AOL instant messenger, yep. like real early. In mm-hmm. fact, my family computer couldn't even support it. Cause I think it needed like windows 95 mm-hmm. and we had like windows three, one or some mm-hmm. garbage thing. Right. So we ended up having to get like a new computer, but like before they, before <gasps> we did stuff like that. Yeah. God. But before we did, I would go to like Rishi's house or like Rodrigo's house and like they would talk to people on AOS semester and I'd be like with them like oh let's talk to this girl you know mm-hmm. and so Ro was like talking to some girl and then we like had like an early chat room type thing where yeah. it was like the four of us could all talk like she, her friend and mm-hmm. me and then um so we all agreed to like meet and she was going to like a party at like a church or something so me Ro and Scott Beck mm-hmm. drove up to this Perk party Island. yeah upper perk and upper perk party and uh that's where i met my eventual high school girlfriend yeah wow that's so cool i know and then uh yeah and then we dated into college and then broke up in college so, wow yeah okay so it was a long term it was like four-year relationship wow. at least yeah that's not at all what i would have thought i would have thought like i would have put you with you know 
that girl or something. And 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 I think you just pointed to Chris Gabbard. I and did. I would I would have hit that. So, yeah. To Chris. Uh, yeah. Um, you know that's that's what I would have thought. And then like in my head, like I see you like with a group of like five other couples and and yeah, yeah I. But that I, wasn't it. My whole well, sort of like my whole life, I feel like I've. I've very rarely been single. I'm just like always in a relationship and so compared to like some of my friends at reach, like who are never, you mm-hmm. know, and they, that I guess that's like a stereotype of me. I just always in a relationship, yeah, always in a relationship, yeah. like just girl going to the next one. Yeah. And then I have like these long, like four, eight, you know, long, long-term stuff. Yeah. Uh, didn't really throughout my life do a ton of like, Oh, I'm just going to go on one or two dates with her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was always like, oh, that was, that was You're great. a committed guy. Yeah. yeah. And then that's a good quality yeah. to have. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, every grass is always greener. So I think sometimes I see like, oh, sure, no, sure, sure. like it would be more fun to do it the other way. But I don't know. It wasn't my style. So. As you heard on on Eric's um, interview and, and yeah. you know, something that's like a, a common theme for me, like you say grass is greener. Like I absolutely I look at like things like that. Like, you know, you're yeah. you're on your way and I keep wondering when am I going to be on my way <laughs> and and. Uh, still nowhere close. So yeah, I, I dude, you never know. Uh, my wife. Uh, I mean, I like did like a three month trial like membership like Match dot com, and I went on a few dates. But like, I was like, you know what? I'm doing fine on my own. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. I don't I certainly don't want to pay for it. So I, I'm about to cancel it. And like, as like the last day comes up, I just happen to see her on there, and I sent her like this real like brazen message about like we need to talk like you seem like really interesting blah, blah, blah. and whatever i said like caught her attention and i like just like left my i think i just left my number or email in there or something yeah. and she contacted me and so you never know yeah you never know because that was the last day of it so yeah. like, if i didn't say that right there you know by the next day my membership was canceled so i couldn't like see her anymore mm-hmm. or on there and uh but now she's my wife you know, so yeah. you never know i don't know you know, I have everyone come on and they share stuff. And so whenever um, there's an opportunity for me to interject something about myself, I feel like it's only right to like share something personal about mm. myself. And so, yeah, um, but I, at the same time, I don't want the whole thing to be about me. So I, I try to interject yeah. at times, you know, where I can put something in about myself I, personally. I to, to learn about you in this too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You can, uh, you can, uh, yeah. full disclosure for you yeah. or for anyone else, you can always ask me yeah. any question at any at any point, anything I ask, you know, it, it's absolutely fair for yeah. you to say, Hey, how about you? Right. right um, yeah. or if you have a, just a question in general to just ask me, that's, you know, absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, one of my biggest problems with like relationships, um, is that I, I have a fear that if I'm in a relationship, I, I'm going to miss the opportunity to be in the right in, relationship. In the right so when you one, said yeah. like, you know, Hey, yeah. you never know, it might come along. That's my fear is that I'm going to uh, be in the wrong one when the right one comes along. And then what's my option to right. then, you know, yeah. a little dishonestly approach and see what's going on or, um, yeah, like I think that's how you, but that, well, God, I don't know. You know, I'm dig about love. Like, I don't really know. Like, uh, I don't have anything sage to say. I think that, maybe you know you're in the right relationship when you stop thinking that Hmm. and uh you know i definitely in past relationships did have that exact same fear especially because i was always in these long-term relationships i was always like oh god is this right like Mm -hmm. this right for my life like i could be with maybe this other girl over here you know and and i'd think about a lot too i really would but now oh my god like i do not want to change a single thing like 
about my situation. Mm-hmm. And I think also having a kid really helps with that too. Like, mm-hmm. Because like, I don't want to do a single thing that would like mess up this life that's happening right now yeah. or it takes me away from her in any way. So, um, yeah, I think maybe the answer maybe is you just, you won't have that thought anymore. Yeah. You'll, you'll instead think I'd better not screw this up. Yeah. And when you feel that way, maybe that's, that's when, you know, I think now, like I, I I'm pushed by the, the one of like, I don't know. I look at like having like getting married and having a kid as like the final nail. Uh, in a good way. Yeah. You know, it is good. It's yeah. hard to be single. And, yeah. you know, I, when I'm in relationships, I think, oh, God, this is awesome to like be here with someone. Yeah. I'm going home with someone. Right. I don't have to impress. I don't have yeah. to start up weird convo to get to know somebody. Isn't it and better hope- to go to like a bar with somebody instead of, you know, 100%. having to like find somebody there? 100%. And, and now, you know, I, I take parties and, and hangouts to the very end because, I don't have shit else to do. Right. You know, if that's like yeah. the thing I'm doing for the day, we're going to the bar. I don't have, I don't have any, I don't have a dog, right. I don't, you know, that I have yeah. to come home and let, let out or feed. I don't have a girl that I have to come back right. to. Um, I'm just out and yeah, I can rock till one in the morning. Yeah. I can rock till 2 a.m. Um, I can just do those things. But yeah. a lot of time, you know, once it's 2 a.m. and then you're just coming home, you go, God, I wish I could like decompress this with someone. Right. Um, of course. Yeah. You know, the, the, the most, you know, holidays from now as I get older, I start to like, you know, at times feel that I'm doing the whole family thing. And then right. you come home on, you know, Christmas is going to sound so fucking sad, but you come yeah. home at yeah. like no, yeah. 11, especially for a Jew. We come right. home right. On, yeah. on a Christmas yeah. night and right. you're, and you're yeah. just like, yeah, that's it. The, like the holiday is literally over for me yeah. um, because I, everyone that I was with, you know, now we're, we've gone off for the, for the night and that's it. Um, yeah. And you know the this is the weirdest thing, but when I went and saw Dave Chappelle, oh yeah, um, I went and saw Chappelle, and I've seen him twice, and I've seen Chris Rock, I think twice, um, but I saw them together last year when they were at Radio City Music Hall. It might have been the year before, but I get my summers condensed. But yeah, and I remember uh, now the show was like you know pretty sold out. You got you get one ticket by yourself um, at that point by the wow. time I got it. But yeah. you know, like you're seeing all these couples, and you're sitting here going. I'm sitting here about to watch Chappelle by myself and I, there's zero people that I can like, Hey, remember that joke or remember that. And you're just like, once that gets in your head, it kind of fucks with you a little bit. And you think like, ah, I kind of need a partner for this. Yeah. But then when you are in a relationship and you want to do something Mm. and then you can't because somebody else doesn't want to do it, then that will also affect you. You know, it's not, I didn't mean to paint like the rosiest picture. No, ever. no, no. My wife would definitely you agree. Grass that, is always, yeah, you know, yeah. grass is greener. Uh, she, you know, she wants to do things and has her own interests. And I sometimes, you know, spoil that for her and mm-hmm. vice versa. So definitely it's compromise and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, and th- so for sure, there are times when you're like, if I, if she wasn't here, I could go do what I want right now. And that would be great. But it in the long run, yeah, it's. I think it's worth it to like yeah. have you know definitely a positive. Um, you'll you'll be okay, man. You're a good yeah, guy. I'm make it through. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm telling you, like, uh, it really will just be like a thing you don't expect. That's that's where yeah. the, the best thing comes from. Yeah. Uh, if you're especially if you're not trying in some particular moment, that's the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Lindsay and I, uh, we were we we're building a life here. She's good at like pushing me which is something I always need. Maybe we talked about mm-hmm. earlier in life. Like she's good at pushing me. She's like, yeah, you respond well to that. Yeah. You I feel like I got to live up to that. I, I want so, that. 
I think I, I think that's like a great thing to feel like you're not just doing it even for yourself. Um, it's great to, it's great to feel like, Oh, I'm achieving this and, and this is good. But you know, even now today that, you know, even with the podcast and, and, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it. Cause it's been something that I've, it's been in my head for so long, but you know, the things that like, I'm happy that my mom has something really good to brag about, right. uh, to yeah. put, you know what I mean? And, right. and so I, to extrapolate that down that, of course, yeah. you know, I would love to have a, a, a lady to, to brag that right. out or, yeah, yeah. um, I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I don't know if like I'd have a, 11 year 11 month old kid that to, <laughs> that could take this podcast to, yeah. to daycare and brag about it but yeah. you know what i mean like um right you hear about all the time with athletes and when they come back for for one last season or whatever because they want their kids to see them play right, or, right. um or yeah. to perform or, or whatever like that right. yeah i'm trying yeah. i feel like i'm in that boat where um i'm still just doing things for me and i'm getting a little bored with that yeah um and it just feeds into my selfishness to be quite honest when i just do things for myself it's easier to just say I don't want that. I don't need that. And right. So back to what you were but, saying, being pushed. Yeah. You've got like, you've got people that want to see you. Yeah. Do uh, this. Counting on me too. Mm-hmm. That drives me too. like, I keep a picture of Molly, my, my daughter, like right next to like on my desk right there. And there are a lot of times at work where I'm like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home, man. I don't care about this problem right now. Uh, you know, this number on the spreadsheet. I don't care about that. I just want to go home. And then I look at her and I think, all right, like I, if I do a bad job here, that puts her in some kind of trouble or danger mm. and can't got to stay, got to work. You know, you think it'd be the opposite. Like I want to go home, and right, her, but right. it really helps me like, no focus, get back. Especially to when you know, she's, o- she's okay that, yeah, you know, yeah. She's with my wife. Yeah. 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 Um, we do like a thing right now where like, uh, my mom watches her for a day and my mother-in-law gets her for two days, which really That's helps cool. if my wife is able to work then part-time and, um, and they get to spend time with her, which is really, uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, she's finally at an age where she's starting to like, she definitely starting to recognize people and like develop relationships with them individually. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like maybe like the grandfathers don't see her as much. Mm-hmm. So she's always a little bit like, who's this guy? At first, sure. you know, but the grandmoms see her all the time now. Yeah. So she smiles and, and loves awesome. seeing them. It's kind of neat to see her understand and develop things. Yeah, dude, I love being a dad, man. I do. Everyone, I, everyone I I've it. talked to, yeah. you know, when Mike talked about, you know, he's got two kids. Yeah, he's got and a just, yeah. As far as like an accomplishment for him, everyone. Um, and sometimes I throw that out there. Like, do you have like a, a you know, biggest accomplishment or in life, you know, personal, yeah. professional? I don't think there's anyone that doesn't say you know, my kids, Kid, my yeah. family. Um, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever, ever had a part of, I think for sure. Um, and it's not like all, again, it's not all peaches and cream or whatever. Like it's hard, but, uh, even in the hard times, you're like, this is good. This is a good situation to mm-hmm. be in. Yeah. That, that's a blowout diaper. That sucks. But it's like, whatever, like you just in the scheme of, in the things. Scheme of things, like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know? And like your level of like care, like you can't even believe how much you care mm-hmm. about the most little minutia, but you care, mm-hmm. you just care so much. And like, uh, yeah, I miss her. Uh, Rishi and, uh, Pat got to meet my, uh, well, Rishi had already met my wife, but, uh, Rishi and Pat got to meet my daughter, uh, which was pretty neat yesterday. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, it's like nice to say like this. Can you believe this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, See, I think that's the, yeah. I think that the thing I'm missing is like that next jump in, mm. in life where like, yeah, you, uh, 
you can introduce, like I'm going to, you know, one of my best friends, I'm going to a one-year-old birthday party for his third son now. Yeah. Um, this afternoon. And so, you know, I'm I'm the uncle. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But that's, and I'm an only child. Okay. Um, and so for me, that's really like my friends and their kids. That's like right now as close as I'm getting, um, to any type of like uncle. I think a lot of people like that because they, they can enjoy the kid at a fun time. And give them back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids know. crying here. Yeah. You deal with it. Uh, and that's probably good, but I, I don't know. There's something. Yeah. I hope, I hope for you, you know, you just, well, be happy however you want to be happy. Like, you know, yeah. You know, but, there's like, I, I, yeah. I had this conversation good. with someone earlier about, about relationships and, and, and the fact that I just kind of like, well, you kind of just do what you want. And it's like, yeah, I would, that would really suck to have to give it up because, as much as I want it, I think, you know, grass is greener. I don't think right. I'm all the way there. Yeah. And that probably prevents me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have still like this selfishness where it's like, I got to go to the Roots concert. Right. Um, yeah. I got to go take a road trip out to Denver at the drop <laughs> of the hat, you right. know, for, for five days like I'm doing right. you know, the end of next yeah. week. Um, I, I got to party all night. I got to, right. you know, where's Brad? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a day. <laughs> right. I, I do those things sometimes. You can't do those things. Uh, I don't know if. Um, making that hard switch is like something I can do just yeah. yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Pat and Reese are, are both single guys and, uh, they, you know, they, they date and I think Pat was in a long-term relationship he was telling us about, but, uh, you know, he is uh, a manager of a restaurant and so like he works a lot of off hours right. and he can't just be there to go out and do whatever a date or be there like at normal times mm-hmm. and that put stress on relationships and then Rishi is like travels like crazy for his work. So he's like barely ever at his apartment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those guys like they're kind of where you're at. They're like, I want to do this more, I think this lifestyle. And so that's, that's what they're doing. And they're just either not ready or maybe just don't really want to to get into the the relationship stuff. At the same time, I think if I had to, I I would just stop and I would, embrace that new life, you know, embrace yeah. that new lifestyle as yeah. best I could. Yeah. It's weird. Cause like, I, I think I made a comment to Godi cause like he's pretty big on video games. And I, I think it was like uh, two or three months into having the baby. And I said to him like, dude, I haven't played a video game yet. Like since the baby. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me like I had, like I died or something <laughs> like, like he was like oh like I I could tell he like felt like worried and upset for me but also like probably thinking in his head like mm-hmm. yeah check not gonna have kids or whatever yeah. you know like I but it's it's not because like I can't play the video game right I can she goes to sleep sure. I guess but like it's just because I'm doing other stuff that I am now enjoying more mm. you know uh the struggle even the hard times like video games have struggles and hard times. Sure. You don't go like, Oh, I hate games that right. make me work. Right. So that's like the point. And so like, even during the hard times, it's like enjoyable and it's, it's a more fun activity in a sense. Like it's mm. what I want to be doing more. Yeah. That's kind of how I view it. Yeah. Like you can't say having a kid is like all fun. You could say it though. It's like, it's fulfilling and mm-hmm. you really enjoy You're learning yeah. and um, growing, adapting your own, your yeah. own style and yeah. building a bond. Yeah, it is building a bond a yeah. lot. There's a lot of times when like she doesn't, you know, also it's fascinating. Like little babies, like they don't know anything, mm-hmm. right? And I don't mean like a joke, like she's stupid. Like yeah. they don't know about the world yet. They don't know about gravity. They don't know, they right? They don't know about gravity. Yeah. So like they'll just walk right off stuff. 
Like they'll just, right? Because they don't know. They don't know, right? They're like, oh, I, if I can walk, I take a step. Why can't I keep taking a step? They don't know. Like it's going to doom them, right? And so uh, there's a lot of times when you're like, shit, like I have to catch this baby right now. I think she's going to walk off this couch or whatever she's going to do, you know? Yes. And like, uh, but you can then see them learning from their experiences, sometimes falling, like, <laughs> you, you know, and figuring out. She uh, is starting to walk. And so she's had, I've seen this like evolution in her with like learning to walk. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable to see a little person who knows none of the rules of how things work starting like a robot or something, like starting to test and figure things out. And uh, she, she would push like this little cart and she didn't understand like the concepts yet of like turning or like if you hit an object, you can't keep going forward. Mm -hmm. So she'd go and she'd hit an object and she'd cry because mm -hmm. she can't go forward Stuck. and it you have to like see her on her own learn oh if i back up if i turn now i can get around it you know and like these little lessons like that are blowing my mind that's cool like seeing her brain pick up on skills and tasks and things like that it's unreal so that's that's the stuff i like the best right now that's the stuff i watch on like facebook videos and i go oh that's cool <laughs> yeah. i want to yeah, I just sit there yeah. with a big. But you know what? Like four years ago, I didn't give it. I didn't give a shit about any no, anything yeah. like that. And it's oh, really, yeah. I think I've softened um, yeah. overall about family and stuff like that over the past like five years. Yeah, I for sure. I think about a lot of my views that I had before, and then like you know, because when like yeah, yeah, you're a young single guy, you're just thinking about like your own situation and mm -hmm. like if a kid's crying or something, that's like whoa, man, I hate that. Ugh. And now it's like, oh my gosh, like it's a hard situation mm -hmm. and I'm trying the best I can, you know, and like, and it would be nice if other people are understanding, you know, and, and, yeah. uh, but yeah, everyone's in like their own world. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I will tell you though that, uh, I'm actually, so I'm in my second marriage. Oh, really? Yeah. And so just thinking about like love and life and like, dude, you, you might not get it right the first time. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, my my first wife we were we were in a relationship for eight years wow um we were married for a little less than two wow um and so it's unbelievable what's the gap in time from like between uh was it like 2005 maybe is when we started dating and wow. then eight years so it's a 2013 something wow. like that right uh if i'm doing the math correct there yeah yeah so yeah, that's a big chunk of my life. It's a long time to date and then get married and then and figure then out it doesn't doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't out, work. Yeah. Did, felt good and felt good in the dating and the marriage was just different or um there was some precipitating factors. Um and I, you know, I don't want to embarrass her. No, yeah, yeah, yeah this, But but I will say like uh unfortunately, like uh she did develop uh like an, a bit of an opioid addiction mm. and again something like you think you you think you know your partner especially someone you've lived with for a really long time and then um and then you find out like well actually you know they're not doing so yeah. so good and they're not telling you things and uh we're not gonna don't have to get into any specific incidences yeah. but just you know there it's developed you know it's addiction yep. so there's a lot of lying a lot of financial problems start to happen and uh you lose the trust in the relationship and yeah after eight years unfortunately it all fell apart wow and uh and so maybe that goes to your point again about like thinking about other things yeah like 
look what happened after that though. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up uh, meeting Lindsay and now I have this baby and right. one wonderful life right now. And you probably grew just, you know, I can't, I mean, when you're going through tough yeah. things, I can imagine you, you, you have to learn to adapt and, and, you know, deal with things and reallocate in your, in your mind, how you handle stuff. And yeah, well, it helps you be stronger in the future. Stronger, but you know, it leaves like scar tissue. Sure. It like, you're less trusting, right? You're less trusting. That's an unfortunate thing. Like even like, you know, I just, I was burned by my wife. Mm-hmm. So who, if you can't trust her. Right. So, um, I, I, I think there's some sad changes where like, yeah, I'm a less trusting person mm. now. And I was very naive before about the world and like, yeah. you know, the world of drugs also. And like, oh my God, I didn't know anything. Yeah. So like for me, that was, you know, such a, a not until college did I, you know, ever start to dabble in, in drinking or smoking or, or anything yeah. like that. Um, same for you or? um. Yeah, well, so definitely me, hard drugs never. Yeah, but you know, when we were in high school, we would like get beers and whatever. Yeah, I yeah. think that was always like. So I always felt like you were in like a, in a very studious group. We, um, we were, but trust me, well, we what were, you always yeah. the stereotype with <laughs> the smart kids, right. quote unquote, was that, and you see it still today, like yeah. on TV, you know, Law and Order SVU episodes or whatever. Right. It's like. Oh no, these kids are all straight A's. And then one kid comes running out and he's like, Officer Stabler, I have to tell you, Becca's hardcore. Right. You go like, wait, right. what? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, she drinks all the time. Right. And yeah. and so that's why I imagine like you guys are like letting off steam of of debate and fractions and AP right. classes <laughs> and yeah. just like, you know, it's it was down. the fractions that really used to kill us. Uh, yeah, I you really like, hated just the like fractions. Minimize that yeah. down and just uh, fractions are why I drink. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really got into cocaine once the fractions hit. But uh, dude, uh, yeah, I think that like in no way, like yes, there is the peers driving you to succeed, but also we were still kids. Mm-hmm. Like we we're still like beer. Oh man, yeah, you know. And uh, how where did that come some? from? Like. Um, Pat Novak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we would, you know, you have like, uh, somebody like has like an older it, sibling or something. Yeah. Is it yeah like, yeah. A, yeah. Older sibling thing. Right, and you're just yeah. like, Oh, we'll do this. Yeah. It was like, uh, dude, we, we used to drink better in high school than like in college because in high school we would have somebody buy us like yinglings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we go to college and it was like Keystone light. Right. Mad whatever Mad you can afford. Cause yeah, you have to actually, afford, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and you're doing it every week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> every you're doing days. a lot more. Yeah. Every couple of days. Uh, so yeah, but like, I don't think we were all that like good or innocent. Yes. We did our homework, I guess, but then, yeah, we definitely would, would want to pull pranks on people and do all kinds of ridiculous crap mm-hmm. and just mess around. Yeah. Uh, Pat worked at uh, a country club, I guess I won't name it, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> we uh we would go over there in the middle of the night and we would like get on the uh the golf carts and just like race them around yeah, all the time. Fun. Yeah, sometimes people get hurt. Like we would go nuts with yeah. those things and yeah, definitely not legal. Yeah, <laughs> but, that sounds that's like around uh, like the jackass era. Yeah. And, uh, it, well, yeah, we had our own version of that, some of that stuff and some of the pranks we'd pull. And I again don't want to say all the stuff yeah, we did, yeah, but yeah. uh we did definitely teenage dumb stuff yeah. left and right. 
Uh, well, I will say we used to steal a lot of, of street signs. Oh. And we were like really into that for a while. We thought that was so funny. Street signs. And like we'd get like a stop sign. Or yeah. Just like in the neighborhood and just take them off the. Yeah. We'd drive somebody else's neighborhood and then do that. But, uh, you know, we're like really mature. Like, you know, it would be like a three-way stop. So we'd steal the three-way part of the sign. And then uh, so we had them all. And I think we like hid them all under like Rishi's parents' uh, deck. Mm-hmm like underneath it yeah and then they sold the house so like i guess the new owners maybe one day just found like this stash signs. yeah just like of all these random street signs was yielded i don't know and it, all this so random good. crap under there yeah that was one of the i'll say tamer things we did yeah mm-hmm. we, we really were just the same as anybody else like trying to have fun and you know mess around i want to ask your perspective on because i I don't know if, if this, I don't think this pertained to you specifically, but I feel like um, it touched some of your group of friends. Um, we were in school when Columbine happened. Yeah. And that's right. Big thing with Columbine, and we're starting to see it. It's funny, everyone jokes or comments on it now, but the arguments are cyclical about um, gun violence when it comes to especially kids. And yeah. just now it's started to come back around to, what were they listening to? What kind of music were they listening to? What kind of movies were they watching? And when we were in school and it was pretty new, I think maybe prior to that, there had been one other um, big one, but this one was so massive and on television um, with Columbine, um, the trench coats. Yeah. Trench coat, quote unquote, trench coat mafia, kids listening to Rammstein, uh, or is it Rammstein? Yeah, Rammstein. Rammstein, I got it right. Um, nine inch, nine inch nails. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. um, Marilyn Manson. And, And, you know, when I think of like Rishi and Dave Mm -hmm. Majumdar and, um, you didn't mention Joe Conlon as like a guy you hung out, but when I look at like that group and I look at those shit, those guys all wore trench coats. And I, and I remember very clearly it was like a thing of, Look at those guys. Those are the trench coat yeah. mafia kids. What was like, that? Uh, Vince Sadati. Vince Sadati. Uh, yeah. Vince was also one of our friends from debate. You know, even though he was great above us, mm-hmm. Vince and John. Yeah, had uh, Japanese with him. Yeah, and, right. We had Japanese and and debate. So I, I really like those guys. But yeah, I, no, I, I don't wear, remember you ever wearing a trench coat. No. So I was like, I I think about it now, and I think I was like a little bit weird in a sense of not wearing that. Like I would hang out with all these guys that listened to certain music and wore certain things. And then I'd be still like listening to like, I don't know, Green Day mm-hmm. and like not and like wearing whatever Cole's sweater my mom bought me or whatever, you know, and like and jeans and not in any way trying to fit in clothing wise with them. I just I, I did try to be like a little bit fluid with like I can hang out with this group and that group, whatever. So I never wanted mm-hmm. to like go all in. Oh, yeah, I'm going to wear black nail polish and, right. and trench coat because, uh, you know, later I'd be playing basketball with somebody or whatever. Right. Like I wanted to be, you know, my own thing. Yeah. But definitely was there and like hanging out, especially like in the mornings. I think like we'd congregate in the mornings, like in the like D it. hall or yeah. something, right? D hall, K yeah. hall. Everyone, people love hearing the hall shots. Yeah. Right. So like we would go like, I forget, like outside the auditorium area and we just like throw all our bags down. Auditorium or Audion? Oh, oh, maybe the Audion. Yeah. Yeah. The Audion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By that, by Jeez, that side entrance. The yeah. The Audion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it, so we'd all like throw our bags down along the wall there and then just like, you know, chill every morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be like six kids with trench coats on to me. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remember it was a big deal when uh, I, I forget which administrator, but somebody came over and asked them 
please stop wearing. I think like Tristan Koneshki and like some mm-hmm. of those guys, like stop wearing. So students. Yeah. Telling students, please stop wearing the trench coats, like out of respect for what just happened. Teachers were telling students or students Administrators were telling students, don't wear your trench coat. And I guess the thinking was like, it's scary right now to mm-hmm. see people in trench coats or whatever. Uh, and I think it really offended the kids that were asked because like, what? I'm not going to go kill everybody mm-hmm. just because I'm wearing this coat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is just my look or whatever. Yeah. This is what my friends dress like. So I remember it was a big deal, but I wasn't, I was next to the people being affected. I wasn't personally, I was still wearing my cold yeah. sweater. So. But you know, it's like, it's, I don't know. Did you have like a feeling either way? It's, you know, these are your friends and just, do you remember anything about like that hype of the trench coats in general? And like, shit, these are my friends that are doing it. I don't know if that was my friends, I guess I would maybe, wonder or or i don't know was that anything like that you felt like personally just like concerned or wondering or because we didn't know anything about it and did you but did you feel like um i don't remember worrying did you feel secure like yeah that's totally just a weird label and that's just a coincidence yeah like what the trench coat mafia like yeah like oh my friends wear trench coats like those guys all wear wear trench coats and wear black nail polish and listen to marilyn manson and romstein and you know check 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 and check and you know not not violent but But it's different when you see it from a different perspective you like you could see it from like i could definitely tell now especially like as a parent like oh here's some characteristics but I'm removed from that. So mm-hmm. that just, I'm just going to take the news's word for it that that's bad. Whereas like if I'm going to school and hanging out every day and going to people's houses every day and then, yeah, like this whole thing's being built up that that lifestyle is somehow bad. But like, I'm like, I'm just in this dude's house in Bluebell playing like, you know, Starcraft or right. whatever. Like we're not, like, right. like he's not talking about killing everybody, you know? It was like different for me because I didn't feel like they were a threat. They were not in my friends. Yeah. And uh, so I felt bad for them. I, f- I mean, I felt bad for ev- pretty much everybody. Sure, sure. Uh, and the especially, especially the kids that, that were scared and the kids that went through Columbine. But I didn't appreciate that my friends were being labeled in any kind of way just because they wore, you know, a trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. It was just didn't make any sense to me. It was so new, um, yeah. the whole situation. And then, yeah, the, looking for someone to blame and always look, uh, it's, everybody's um, looking for somebody to blame. I couldn't believe it when I heard it because that was, you know, growing up listening to Eminem and, yeah. and those were like lyrics and, and, you know, right. talking about Marilyn Manson and, yeah. um, who to blame and, and, I couldn't believe that it's starting to come back again. Like it's really started to really make that that complete turn in modern day. Um, and that's where we started when we were kids. People will blame a- anyone but the gun, man. Yeah. It's not the gun. It's the clothes. Mm-hmm. It's not the gun. It's the music. Right. I don't know what the fuck everyone's talking about. Yeah. It's the gun. Yeah. It's the gun. <laughs> right. It's the fucking gun. Like you can't shoot people. You don't have a gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter how much black nail polish you have on. You can't shoot them if you don't have your gun. Right. And uh, it's the, yeah, it's the guns. And so they'll, yeah, whatever it is, it'll, yeah, it'll come back. Anything, mm-hmm. anything that can be blamed. Yeah. Other than the gun will get blamed. Yeah. So it's uh, other kids' faults or, you know, it's this culture of the bullying, whatever. Yeah. It, show me a study, statistical study, fact check scientific method that showed a certain music right. or an album. Oh, this album you know, led to 40% increase in shootings. Right. You can't do it because right. that doesn't exist. Right. right. 
but it'll be put out there anyway by the people who don't want to accept that it's the mm-hmm. gun. So they just make up whatever and they put that shit out there. Um, and then the, the study that actually shows it's the gun. Ah, no fake, fake news. Yeah, yeah, fake news. Yeah. No one wants to see, so, wants to see uh, that. Right. Yeah. Were you um, rebullied at all? No. I, I really, I had maybe individual like a bullying incident mm-hmm. but i never had the guy that like rode me all the time or bullied me in any way i was very fortunate with that i think you know i, just, I got along with a lot of groups so yeah. i didn't really have to deal with like one person all the time but there'd be like little incidents i remember uh God, i can't remember who the kid was at this point but some some jerk he stole my glasses because i used to wear glasses mm-hmm. so he stole my glasses in gym and i had to go chase him around the freaking locker room and like try to fight for my glasses back that sucked like little pranks like that yeah but nothing fortunately not like an like an everyday thing that yeah. would wear me down or my <laughs> wear out down my soul you know kind yeah of thing. yeah you never um you never like didn't want to go to school or well, I mean my natural not wanting to go to school. Right, because you just want to see, but not yeah, like you no I wasn't angster. Like, yeah, or I wasn't afraid about. I would get beat up or anything. Yeah. Uh yeah, I was very fortunate to not really have that situation. I know other kids did for sure. Yeah. Dude, I think about like uh didn't like JP uh and RJ man, those guys got picked on a lot. <laughs> A well, lot. the first fight I was ever in was with was with RJ. Really? Yeah, in seventh yeah. grade, uh, I beat him up in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> and I don't care. I'll say it. that was a racial that was a racial thing. Oh, he uh, said something. Yeah, he said something. Oh um, no, me being biracial, and so it was like a how dare um, you? <laughs> yeah, it was like we set it up to fight. I remember, right. man, it's a big thing, and and yeah, RJ was like a skinny, tall kid, right? Um, so fit the prototype. Um, and you know, yeah. when I think back to like guys like that, like Drew Leinbach. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. myself, I didn't, I didn't, Drew never did anything to me, but yeah, was it wasn't, guy. I didn't treat yeah. him, I didn't treat him well. And I was definitely one that I think I felt bullied. Yeah. Um, whether I was or wasn't, or I caused, sometimes I think I caused a lot of it on myself. I was just well, confrontational. So you, you think it was personality, not necessarily like, like racial stuff or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. My, my general problems weren't, you know, I don't, I don't think we're racial. I used to get really bullied by a couple guys. Um, and, but then I would just have like regular fights with people. And I think I would always look for the opportunity for, you know, the easy uh, target of, well, now I'm going to give it to someone else. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I yeah. think like a Drew Leinbach and in high school, I never really dealt with RJ um, much, but, you know, I could see like making fun of him or, you know, like even, even with Mike Clyburn, um, you know, talking about our, our issues, like with Japanese yeah. and me making fun of him with the, yeah. the Michael Kuhn. Michael Kuhn. How you do yeah. it, right? Michael Kuhn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, doing that, you know, that was probably my way of trying to ease the angst I felt of people making fun of me. And now I'm going to make fun of someone else. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely going around. I wasn't, I wasn't immune to, you know, dishing it out also. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely... There was definitely like incidents and sometimes it would happen to my friends. Like, uh, you know, I was friends with uh, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. That kid, that kid really had it tough. You know, he got bullied a lot and, uh, and Rishi a little bit too, you mm-hmm. know, I get to think with like being Indian, but yeah. Um, yeah. I was not, I wasn't, I wasn't like great to, to Rishi, Dave Majumdar. Yeah. Um, well, Dave, that's okay that you were mean to him, but no, no I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, like I think, <sighs> I yeah, I, maybe, you know, <laughs> Maybe just like the shit rolls downhill, right? Is that what you're thinking? Like, yeah, uh, I think and and learned behavior. Right. Um, someone makes you feel less than, and uh, so you know, as a kid, yeah. rather than and and I can't remember who it was, but 
um, in talking about some stuff and, and saying like, well, you know, they were talking about their problems. I said, do you think you could have, did you ever have that conversation with someone and say, Hey, this really hurt me or, and I say, no, I, I didn't have it. And I never had those conversations with those people who I had, who I felt were bullying me. I mm-hmm. would just go home and, and mm-hmm. internalize it. Yeah. But I think in learning that like, Oh, okay. If I say this type of thing, that's going to hurt them. If right, I if I make right. fun of their appearance, that's going to hurt them. If I ask them about their parents, yeah. Uh, and I know there's something up there that's going to hurt them. Or if I just do this little thing or that little thing, that's right. going to get them. And so I think in response to make myself feel better, yeah. I would do those things, not realizing, not internalizing properly what those things did to me when people did them to me and right. then not ever thinking what yeah, it was like felt, when I yeah. did it to them. Dude, I was so bad at like any kind of comeback that I would never even like attempt or like learn like from my mistake. Like I, uh, I think one time, uh, I won't name his name, but this guy, we were playing football and he, and he started like bullying me, like picking on me a little bit there. And I thought like, God, so, so naive, but I thought like, what's something I could say that like would really devastate him. And I thought like, oh, like if, if his grandmom's dead, like he'd be really upset about that. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, at least my grandmom's still alive. And he goes, so is mine. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, all right, misfire. Like, I'll never have a comeback again for the next 20 years, right? And so- Take like, two, the jerk store yeah, call. Yeah, the jerk store call. <laughs> They're running out of you. And uh, yeah, so like, I was so bad at that. But I, I guess, you know, I think like, yeah, people, maybe a little incidents, but I think fortunately nobody had it out for me. And mm-hmm. so I never even had to like- comprehend dishing it back or right. doing anything like that um i don't know maybe somebody's listening right now and they'll be like what you were such an asshole to me but <laughs> I, wanna, I don't think so i want yeah. if that kid remembers taking ryan's glasses i want you to speak <laughs> up yeah please please yeah. uh report to brad who yeah you i want to we'll talk about it yeah um i f- somebody the the closest thing i came to any kind of specific like bullying and fight type stuff was in middle school uh I was sitting at the end of the, you remember like how the middle school cafeteria was like with the long tables. Yeah. Um, and that, and that little, the LG room. Yeah. And like, cause was like at the end of it with the stairs, the rug stairs. Yeah. Yeah. With the dividers. So, so it was very long tables and it was made of kind of multiple long tables. Mm-hmm. Right. And w- one table. So just at the table I was sitting, I was sitting at one end and, uh, somebody from the other, I was sitting with uh, Pat Emery, somebody from the other end threw a fucking big pint thing of yogurt. And I wasn't looking at all. So this thing, I felt like I thought I was getting punched. Mm. I thought out of the blue, I was getting sucker punched because it just hit me in the face, you know? And in that instant, the first instant that I saw that it was this yogurt and that it had come from somewhere to my left, I didn't think, I just raged. Mm. I just picked it up. And I just fucking threw it back. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a mistake. <laughs> and the tables were of different heights, just slightly. So this yogurt happens to hit right where the table height is different. Mm-hmm. The second table, the further away table is higher. So because the yogurt hits right at that exact spot, it fucking explodes. It exploded the yogurt cup. And I did that. And it covered... Everybody at the other end of the table, mm. totally innocent kids. I think Aram Lee got it the worst. He just looked at me like he was so shocked. He was just oh, covered wow. in like, you know, the yogurt, like white yogurt. And uh, 
Oh boy. Yeah. So I got in school suspension for a week for that. ISS. Yeah, I did. I got ISS for that. And then while I was in there, uh, this guy who we were going to school with, um, he, you would know him if I said his name, but he, he started like picking on me in ISS mm. and cause in ISS you just have to kill time. Mm-hmm. So I'd like get like a book. ISS for and, people that don't know is in yeah. school suspension. It was a room that you would just report to in the back of the school. It wasn't even near anything. Like I think no, like it wasn't, I think like, um, wasn't there like a music or media lab or something? Yeah. Like there? music was down there yeah. and like, um, like home ec was down there. Yeah. Like the unified arts would be down there, but there was nothing else really down there. It was yeah. just the back entrance to the school. And that's yep. where they just had this room. And you just sat there all day with the other quote unquote bad kids. Right. And your teachers would, would uh, drop off work that you yeah. would have to do. Yep. And most of the time though, you're just like sitting there for eight hours yep. and you eat lunch in there. You go get your lunch, you come, you sit back down yep. and you just, it was weird. It was, I think it was like a way of like boring you to death. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to sit there all day. You'd never think a, a kid in school would want to go to class, mm-hmm. but you do when you're forced to sit in a room yep. all day. And you can't talk. You can't talk know. to anybody yet. So, uh, you know, and not a lot of majumdars in that room, right? <laughs> right. Dave wasn't there. She wasn't there. Goody wasn't there. So it was uh, kids I wasn't friends with. And, uh, and the one kid was like, basically started throwing french fries at me mm. and i don't know what got into me but i was like i'm not taking this shit so i threw him back at him and then just like the yogurt mm-hmm. and then he threw the them like real hard in my face and i threw them i pushed him like right in his face like it was gonna we were gonna throw down yeah and then the teacher or the administrator, whoever, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know who it was. Whoever was supposed to be watching the room. I think back then it was like a Mr. Jalboot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Whoever he was was my hero. Because he grabs this other kid and says, you know, you started this. I saw you throwing your stuff on him. Yes. And I saw him just defending himself. Yeah. And so that incident actually got me out of iss wow so i got done iss early in the like i only had to do like three of the five days or whatever because they were like you know this kid like attacked him in there so like let's just send him back to mm-hmm. the regular here. yeah his lawyer yeah <laughs> yeah so uh and then people were worried like that kid was gonna fight me after but mm-hmm. it never ended up being a thing Man, it was all over after that i lived yeah. in paranoia about like after class interaction or class interactions that would lead to like a, a post-class fight i would yeah. like live in just cl- paranoia about right. shit like that but i couldn't stop inviting it yeah like if someone were to, if i were to just say something smart as common and someone goes shut up corbett right and i would go hey fuck you yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. You. i'll fuck you up after class because i wanted everyone to feel like right. i'm tough and i'm letting yeah, everybody yeah. know it's like the lion pounding right. his chest and then right, right. and then i would just live in fear that fuck i might have to see this guy after class <laughs> right, right, or, yeah. or after school this guy yeah. might come looking for some for some of this work and yeah I i'm not really prepared <laughs> right 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 hey, hit the gym first i got the, yeah. yeah i could do like I, i'm good for like one quick punch and right. then after that it's free reign whatever you want to do to me you got <laughs> yeah yeah uh i think that was some people's technique is they would just be like if i get my one punch in mm-hmm. And then I can back away. Mm-hmm. That was like a, I feel like that was a predominant fighting method. Oh yeah. I would have like high school. The punch and then the yeah. run would have been yeah. like Mike, but you can't run. You got to just stand run, there. But like you like, could kind of like back, back away and mm-hmm. just hope till the fight gets broken up. Yeah. As long as you got your one in there. 
Um, but then some of the fights would be like in the bathrooms, right? So like, you couldn't go anywhere. I remember my fight with RJ and um, I hit him in the side of the uh, in the side of the head. Ugh. And I felt like his eardrum popped or something. Oh like I God. could hear like a pop. And I got scared. Again, I wasn't a fighter. I was just more so trying to, you know, I, this guy was talking about me. So right. then I invite the fight. And now here we are fighting. <clears throat> and I think I just like popped this guy's ear. And now I'm just like. All right, he's done. He's had enough. You're yeah. good, man. You're done. Yeah, like you're yeah, just thinking, yeah. like, please don't come please back at done. me. Please be yeah. done. Please don't come back it's at over. me. And I used to think that with like every fight that would be in. Yeah. Wow, man. I I remember uh, the only fight, the closest thing to an actual fight, it was not a fight at all. But uh, Vern Cheatham and I got in a fight, and I'm using air quotes here. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> and I'm gonna say maybe third grade. Okay. Vern was even always bigger than me then. Yeah. Even, but. Uh, the one thing that made it so ridiculous is that we both had our starter jackets on. Okay. So just picture the pullover starter jacket, right? Do, do I need to say any more? How do you have a fight in that? <laughs> so right? Great. So guess what we were doing to each other? Either sliding right off, like mm-hmm. our punches sliding right off, or we were just pulling them over each other's heads because it was just pullovers. Yeah. So the fight evolved into just two guys pulling each other's starter jackets over their heads and then getting tired of that and just that was the end of the fight. Like we just got bored of the fight and just we're like done with it forever. It feels yeah. like a lot of static electricity. Yeah. Yeah. We powered the school <laughs> that day. Yeah. All right. This is a really fun conversation that I'm having with Ryan and uh, it's going to continue on. You know, I think what I like most about it is that it's got a lot of different tones to it. Uh, some seriousness, some lighthearted moments. Uh, and so it's, I don't know. I just keep using the term well-rounded. Uh, probably overusing it at this point, but that's really what it is. And uh, like I said, part two is going to continue on uh, in the same way. We will talk about, you know, Ryan's uh, career as a lawyer, uh, the moment that he actually changed the type of law that he's doing. I'll talk a little bit about my quote unquote career with World Wrestling Entertainment, and I'll I'll detail the moment that I got fired uh, from my dream job, I guess, if you want to call it that. I, I guess I would have then, too. Um Ryan will talk a little bit more about his daughter. You know, you'll hear about uh, her first flight. Ryan will talk a little bit about tennis and the difference in sports with the attention that football gets versus, you know, what the tennis team got. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. Zero, zero attention for the tennis team. Uh, And, you know, Ryan is also going to be very, very open and honest about some of what he was going through with his divorce uh, some years back. And speaking of honest, you know, we we hit on a lot of topics in this first part of the episode, things like bullying and gun control and, you know, Columbine, things that are very sensitive topics, pretty serious issues to people, some polarizing issues, I guess, would, would truly be the, the, the term to use. And uh, like I said in the very first episode, uh, I just hope that uh, you guys allow us the space to have an open and honest conversation. Um, I try to respect everybody's point of view and whether I agree with my guests or disagree, um, I try to not make that the point of the conversation. And I hope that in any conversations that you guys have publicly with the guests or uh, on Facebook or whatever it is, uh, that you kind of keep that in mind uh, and listen to points of view rather than judging people. Uh, So just want to put that out there because, you know, we did hit on some hot stuff uh, in this first part. So that's all coming out on Wednesday, Christmas Day. We weren't friends in high school on Instagram, WWF in high school on Twitter. I'm at Redshirt Playa everywhere. The podcast is available for subscription, comments, ratings, whatever you got to do for podcasts. You can do that 
on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, whatever you got to do to find us, do it. And finally, I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday season. No matter what you celebrate, I can't list them all because I would probably forget one. But I truly, truly, truly hope that everyone within the sound of my voice enjoys their days off, their time with their family, whatever it is that you get to enjoy at this time. If it's just quiet, I hope you enjoy that. So I'll see you guys on Wednesday on Christmas morning with part two of Ryan Dunn. Happy Hanukkah.